The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday, one and all. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis with you. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Barrett is uh, on assignment. Is that a fair way to put it, Derek? He's on assignment. That is exactly the word I was going to use, on assignment, mentally and physically. <laughs> I, I'm, not even, I'm not even delving into that one, man, but yes. <laughs> he's, there, he's with us in spirit. How's that? Fair enough? That is another accurate uh, description. <laughs> you are two for two, on my fire. man. On fire. There's nowhere You're to go rolling. but down. I don't know. Um, so hope The Ellis wagon is rolling. Boom. Forget the GAN wagon. Get the Ellis wagon. Uh, what's up, everybody? See John. See Hurd. See David. Chris. Fitness Rebel. What's up, Mr. Taz? Eric. Jim G. All you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Everybody streaming. Everybody listening. You guys are the best. You are the best viewership. The best listeners. The best chat room in the business and we do appreciate you that's for sure what Absolutely. a show Absolutely, Derek. what a show today we have mike quick yes we have tom mccarthy yes Here, here's the double dip with t-mac that i love that we're going to do at 12 30 or at 1 30 with tom yeah not only are the phillies beginning a crucial close to the season 10 games mm-hmm. here trying to trying to make that playoff push but tom called the first two jacksonville jaguar games on yeah. the radio so perfect perfect I mean, Ideal, right? We get a great scouting report from Team Mac, and of course, Mike Quick, right there in the booth, 
about a thousand miles away in Washington where they stuff those guys on uh, on Sunday afternoon. And Merrill <laughs> Reese is not afraid to tell you how much he hates that booth, by the way. Oh, I, can, um, I can attest to that stadium. I wish they would uh, take TNT and just blow it up. <laughs> Just, I really just do. finish it, yeah. Just finish it now. Uh, I'm with you, man. So we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Mike Quick at 12:30. So good, real good lineup for you today, and we got a lot of stuff in store. Derek, let's start with last night because it yes. directly affects the Eagles for sure in the in NFC East battle uh, game in North Jersey between the Cowboys and the Giants. The Cowboys win this one, Derek. Uh, but 23-16, I think was the final yep. of it. Yep. And and the game winner really ends up being a great catch by C.D. Lamb. Who's maddening, by the way? If if you're if you're a and I'm not, I'm I'm the anti, but if you're a Cowboys fan, this guy either makes great catches, one hand in the end zone, or drops balls that there's no within 15 yards of. It's it's hard to fathom exactly what he is. Well, his drops, his drops have become um legendary um because it's not the first time he's done it. But if you notice after he dropped that ball, that was like a wake-up call for him because he didn't drop anything else. The thing that stood out to me most, even more so than the one-handed catch in the end zone, which was spectacular, by the way, when your body movement is going at, a, at, a, at an accelerated pace one way and you just reach out, boom, hmm. and snag it one hand. But the fact on the, on the play prior to that, he catches an out pattern, turns upfield, lowers his shoulder, and takes a DB head-on instead of uh, either trying to shake him to get to the end zone or just step out of bounds. He He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not like DK Metcalf. He's not A.J. Brown size. He's he's a thinner guy. And I was impressed with the fact that he lowered his shoulder and took this DB head on yeah. trying to get an extra yard. So two, my two huge takeaways from last night. Number yeah. one, the Giants offensive line sucks. I mean, Daniel Jones will be in traction soon, okay? <laughs> they are – we thought Washington was bad, Derek. Washington is nowhere near as bad from an offensive line standpoint. Oh, come on. Oh, no. I oh, think yes. Washington's line is worse. Oh, 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 the Giants are the worst. The because, worst. Here's why. Because at least they blocked long enough to spring Saquon on that nice uh, long touchdown run. Okay. Did you see any long runs like that for Washington? Uh, maybe. Some no. of that is Saquon, too, but I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So <laughs> that's one, and then this ties right into it. Yeah. Dallas's defensive line can get after the quarterback, okay? So for the people who are writing the Cowboys off, I, I would suggest you don't. Uh, and it's not just Parson and La- Parsons and Lawrence. They have a bunch of guys who can oh, really get after the QB, man. Dude, the line push they were getting is, is ridiculous. And th- here's another team, not afraid to blitz at any given moment because of the speed factor in their defense. They have a lot of speed on that defense. And I'm talking not just the down line, but the linebackers, the secondary, mm-hmm. and they're not playing at full strength also. Nice. But, man, can they get up the field? And this defense has only allowed one touchdown in three games? Yeah. One touchdown in three games. Now, I understand yeah. Tampa Bay first game of the season. I get that. Right. But you're giving up one touchdown in three games? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. They're, they are good at getting after court. Now, I don't think either team's, team's great, by the way. This is not, not me sounding the alarm like, oh, my God, look out. Right, not by right. any stretch. But – you know, if there's something well, that week six game, which we know is enormous on Sunday night when the Eagles right. and Cowboys play, barring injury, that is going to the Eagles' offensive line holding up and not allowing that kind of ridiculous pressure that say Detroit got in week one is going to be critical against the Cowboys. I never thought I would say this, but I'd rather see Dak quarterback in a team than Cooper Rush. To be quite honest with Cooper you, Cooper Rush is not I mean, bad, man. I tell you, no, he's not, man, and he takes those eight, nine, ten, ten. Um, Step drops, 
And that offensive line is holding up for him. Yeah. Because the Giants, the reason the Giants won the first two games is because of their ability to get pressure on quarterbacks mm-hmm. and, and disrupt offenses. They couldn't get t- they couldn't get close to Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and how about old man Jason Peters stepping in there? I know, playing guard. Right? I'm like, what? And I, I saw, know. saw him on one play get out in space and mow. I don't know if it was a linebacker or a DB, but just mow it, just, just thumped him out of the way. I was like. Yeah, like I didn't notice anything bad. Let me put it to you that way. I thought he was pretty solid, all, all things considered, last night. And, you know, look, we'll see if he can hold up. That's the big thing, Derek. You know, yeah, with him, yeah, eventually yeah, he's yeah. got to tap out and, and we'll see if he can hold up. But that's going to be the big thing. But it was a pretty entertaining game. It wasn't the cleanest thing you'll ever see. No, no. Um, you know, it was a lot of Daniel Jones running for his life. I, I yeah. mean, they could have had 10 sacks. I, I don't oh. know how he escapes some of it. I will say this. And I'm not, I am so not a fan. You know that of Daniel Jones. I didn't think he played awful last night. I think I he did either. the best he could with what he had. I did too, especially rolling out of the pocket, running when he had to, uh-huh. because he was running for his life, basically. You know, when protection broke down in a hurry, you know, I fear Daniel Jones more for his legs than I do his arm, which yep. is which is hard to say for a quarterback, but I do. You look at a Lamar Jackson, I fear him either way. His arm strength his accuracy, his ability to not just take off, but his ability to leave you in the wake. Same thing with Tua. Um, but when it comes to Daniel Jones, um, you know, he put some passes on the money. His receivers dropped. Oh, yeah. Flat out dropped. Yeah, they did. And yeah, he, he has that, down a little bit. Yep. Um, and he has the athleticism to get out in space and make people miss. Mm-hmm. And he's not afraid to take on a tackle either. Now, yeah. that may come back to haunt him later on, mm-hmm. but he's not afraid to lower that shoulder to pick up that extra yard. Yeah, I'm with you. The other observations, and we, we kind of talked about this yesterday, but, you know, Zeke is a shell of himself, right? I mean, Pollard, uh, they, they, I think they're – I didn't look at the box score, but it, it felt like they, they were kind of even and dispersing the, the touches for those two guys. Right. I think by the end of the year, it's going to be definitely more Pollard than it is Elliott. I texted you and Barrett during the game last night, and I said, I believe this might be the last contract for Zeke in a Dallas Cowboys – uniform because he's basically standing in the way of Tony Pollard. I love the way Pollard hits the holes. I love the way he dips outside. Um, He has that second gear. Now Zeke is stronger because if you look that one touch, the the, the one yard touchdown that uh, is uh, Zeke scored on, he dipped to the right side. Uh, Linebacker came up and put a good thump on him and he just bounced right off of him. You know, Zeke Elliott's lower body strength, like Saquon is incredible. It's Mm -hmm. second level. Um, But, Zeke to me doesn't hit that hole like uh, he used to anymore. Yeah, the burst. And I, would, I wonder if it's just the wear and tear on the body, the big contract, whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, I think it's to, it's Tony Pollard's time to shine mm-hmm. uh, because I love the way that kid runs the football. Yeah. So the the overall takeaway: Cowboys win. There's one less undefeated team right now, so it, it's just down to one in the NFC, the Eagles. One in the AFC. Uh, the Dolphins. Also, let me of note, Derek. This is you know a big one for the Giants. Sterling Shepard, yeah, bad injury, man. He is done for the season. Yeah, uh, Brian Dable just told reporters yep. that he did tear his ACL, and yeah. I'm thinking all he was doing, he wasn't even running at full speed, and just clutched his knee like somebody shot him and dropped to the ground. And I forgot who it was uh, after the game. Some player said, "Why can't we play on grass anymore?" Yeah. Everything is this uh, synthetic turf stuff, right? Uh, for the most part, there's very few natural grass fields, except maybe Green Bay, Chicago. Um, trying to think of a few others that may have natural grass, but mm-hmm. you know, ever since ever since they've gone to this uh, synthetic turf for this 
uh, I believe Arizona has that indoor grass. Yeah, it, it's um, that weird where they it, you can roll it's it. It's like a conveyor belt that takes yes. you back outside, so it can yep. get sun and the whole field. Yeah, it's amazing. That yeah. if you ever get a chance to look at that, go down a rabbit hole and check out how that whole system works. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had I've had an opportunity to stand on that field a number of times. Uh, when they first built that stadium, that was one of the, the first things that caught my eye when I started uh, reading about the construction of that stadium is that they have that field on a million pound uh, automatic tray mm-hmm. and the entire field can roll out. Unbelievable. It, it just, it blows me away that modern technology gets to do you stuff You got to get like that, that for the backyard, man. I mean, you're slacking. I mean, what do you, come on, step up. You're doing everything man, else out there. I'm, I'm still trying to get the company that did my deck to come back out and fix the spot where they <laughs> left one of their earth movers. And now, you know, when it rains, it's almost like a mini yeah. swamp. I had to get you going, man. Why, to, why'd you get me started? Man? I know. But I yesterday, know. speaking of the deck, the last phase of the deck is done. Until oh, my, my wife God. Something else. Whoa, alert the news. And, it's, it's a miracle. Yes, we have six outlets installed around the deck with these uh, weatherproof covers on them that okay. collapse. So if you put you put you plug something in, it has an opening at the bottom, so you, you can, the, the face of it pulls out a little bit further, so the plug can sit in there properly. But it only took July, August, September. It only took three months to get all this junk. It felt done, like man. longer than that, and I wasn't even involved in the project. But yes, I'm glad you got your everything's good now. That's now good. my now my son has convinced his mother. They're going to put a Christmas tree out under the pergola after Thanksgiving. Now, we put up, I've told you this, we put up like seven Christmas trees a year, artificial trees from nine feet on down to four feet. Um, and one of the trees is now going to be out on the, on the uh, patio deck. Wow. Under the pergola. Okay. All right. Well, hey, look, I'm looking forward to seeing some pictures, man. That should be cool. That should be cool. I'm not looking forward to putting it up. I don't blame you. I do, <laughs> I do one, man. One's enough. Um so he, a very interesting little tidbit here, Derek, going mm-hmm. forward. And again, this can change depending on who wins, who, lo- who loses injuries and all that. As we sit here right now, projecting forward from week mm-hmm. four to week 17, the Eagles are favored in every single mm-hmm. one of those games. That's uh, I can never, ever remember that. I can't either. And But rightfully so, when you look at the schedule, that just shows you how favorable the schedule is to the Eagles. I mean, think about it. Even teams that we expected to give them problems have issues, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so why wouldn't they? Based on their three-game performance, they, they've won. They, they, had to, they had to hold off a, a feisty Detroit team to win that game. They blew out um, Washington. Um, they blew out the opponent last week, Minnesota. So why wouldn't they be? When you look at what's left on the schedule, Arizona, problems. Dallas, iffy. Pittsburgh problems, Houston, uh-uh. You got Washington, Indianapolis. Still don't know what Indianapolis is, although they had a huge win this Sunday. Green Bay still trying to find their way with young receivers. Tennessee finally got a big win, and then you look at the rest of the schedule: Giants, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans. New Orleans is a mess right now. Oh, and Giants exactly. again. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I mean, Jameis is back in tur- turnover mode. You know. Oh my goodness, he's got more interceptions than he does touchdowns. Yeah, it's yeah. like so, it's like the Jameis of the thirty thirty club. Right. No, you're right, and that's the thing. So it's not outlandish. Do I think it could change? Yeah, it could definitely change. You lose a game, and all of a sudden that thing changes in in a second, in a heartbeat. But that's a pretty amazing thing. Well, I, I guess the question I would have off of that is, do we need to kind of slow the roll a little bit? Are we getting a little too carried away after just three games, especially now, Derek, where preseason 
is almost non-existent where it still takes teams three, four weeks to find their identity. Are, are we getting a little crazy here? I would say enjoy the ride week to week. Um, I would, I would not say uh, get hyped up about long-term projections because as we saw going into Sunday's games, there were six undefeated teams. Now there's only four. And you nailed it, by the way. Did you, did, All I four, you baby. Called, you called every undefeated team's loss uh, That's right. on Friday. So props. And I'm kicking myself because I didn't play the games. I'm not a better. But if there was ever a time to play them, that no, was it. You were but on it, man. Everybody's going to lose a game. Yeah. And, and, and more importantly, everybody's going to lose a player of significance somewhere. And you just hope it's it's not to the point where it's totally handcuffing you in terms of your journey to the finish line. Um, there's no question. Enjoy the ride now. Beat your chest week to week. I'm talking about Eagles fans because nobody thought they would be this good coming out of the gate, especially offensively. We all knew they had the potential to be good, but not at the accelerated rate they're playing at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say in terms of long-term projections, Rob, we've seen too many teams get off to a great start i.e. Arizona last year. Nobody could stop them last year. They lose one game. The first game they lost, they were never the same team again. Um, So we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. But every week you're building momentum, you know, and, you know, you're beating your chest a little bit more, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And as we just talked about, when you look at this Eagles schedule compared to a schedule like Buffalo's, Heck, yes, they should be favored in every game right now. Yeah, and look, I'm big on enjoy the moment. Smell the roses a little bit. You know, I, I remember when when the Eagles got really good under Andy Reid. And you know, you were you were there every day yeah. with this team. Yeah. The expectation was it, it was Super Bowl or bust, and anything else was just like passe. Like like the, the yeah. regular season, it was like, hurry up and get through it. Because it only thing that matters is the playoffs. Yeah. And, yeah. and people didn't enjoy the ride, I don't think, enough during that era. So I, I think you should enjoy it, but be realistic. I'm, I'm not saying make, you know, parade reservations, but right. that was a damn good win on, on Sunday. And you saw a lot of things to, you, that you can really celebrate on top of it. You did it against your old quarterback. So no have question. fun with it. No question. And when you, 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 you it's, I'm glad you brought up the Andy Reid era. People got spoiled during that era yep. because they kept the nucleus of that team together for a long time. I went, they went to five consecutive NFC championship games. Unfortunately for them, they only went to one Super Bowl. You know, everybody thought they were going to blow out Tampa. I hate bringing that up, but, you know, because Rondé Barber is still running down I-95 with that interception. <laughs> you know, they Thanks. coughed up. Thanks they coughed, for that reminder. Yeah, they coughed up a game against Carolina. They should have won. That was a game McNabb uh, had no receivers. You know, that game he got hurt. Um, they should have gone to at least three Super Bowls in that era, and they no, didn't. Yeah. Yep. But people just knew at the start of the season, when you looked at the nucleus of players they had on both sides of the football, this team was going to be a team that went deep into the playoffs, and they did. They lived up to expectation more times than not fell short of their destination. With this team, now that we've had a three-game sample, coupled with their schedule, you know what? There's, there's a reason for high anticipation and excitement with this team. But, Rob, you, you're a native Philadelphian. I've been here 25 years I know how jacked up these fans get one minute and how they crash and burn the next minute when things start unraveling a little bit. I'm just saying be more even keel with it. Okay. You know, enjoy it. You know, no question about it. They've smoked their last two opponents. Yeah. You know, but um, I saw people on Twitter after their win Sunday. Super Bowl. Uh Uh-uh. There's still too many games left. We, We think they have the potential to get there. When you stack them up against the rest of the NFC, 
but you don't, you got to play the games. Yeah. You got to, you got to sidestep a lot of landmines, man, injuries, potential upsets. And speaking of potential upsets, this game Sunday now becomes even more interesting. Oh, what a segue. You were oh, right on it. You were oh, on fire today, my man. Oh, and first of all, let's say hi to Mama Brooks. Hi, Mama Brooks. Uh, Barrett, Barrett's doing his thing. He'll be back tomorrow, but it's good to, good to hear from you. Um, yeah, Barrett, Derek, they're six and a half point favorites, man, in this game. And Jacksonville's two and one. And I look, I understand, you know, maybe uh, other than the Chargers, you look at the other, the other win and you don't go crazy over it. But I, yeah. if you watch the way that they're playing, they have defensive playmakers. Yep. They have uh, an offensive line that's doing a nice, a much better job than they did last year of, of keeping Trevor Lawrence clean. Right. Lawrence is, is night and day from what he was last year. Oh, my goodness. They have two good running backs. Robinson gets really overlooked in the league in general. And ETN, who, who, was, who missed all of last year with a foot injury. They have good, not great receivers. Right. And and they went out in the offseason and they made moves. And some of the guys they acquired ha- are really paying dividends. Like it, it almost looks like they actually know what they're doing as an organization. And Doug has done a really good job there so far. Well, it, it, it goes just beyond Doug because when you look at the coaching staff he's assembled, Press Taylor is his offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy is his quarterback coach there. Mm. So there's a lot of people that get a lot of credit for uh, the rise of Trevor Lawrence. We all knew he had the capability of being a good quarterback. He was just surrounded by a quagmire of mess last year. And I'm sure that that, that affected everybody because more times than not, all the players down there were being asked about stupid stuff Urban Meyer was doing. Right. And then the rumors came out about how he treated coaches and the coaches didn't like him and how he was treating players. And he kicked the, what kicked the punter kicked or the something like that. Yeah. He, and he, that guy's suing uh, yeah. him yeah. and the organization, yep. you know, not coming back with the team at a bar, you know, messing around with a woman on the side gets caught on camera, right. you know, all this distractions other than playing football. That was a nightmare down there. Now mm-hmm. they have a guy who knows how to coach who knows how to get the quarterback's ear, who knows how to nurture quarterbacks, along with an offensive coordinator who knows offensive schemes well, who's had a lot of success. A lot of people didn't like Press Taylor when he was in Philadelphia. I understand that. you know. But since then, he's he's really turned his, his overall pedigree around. Mm-hmm. And a quarterback coach, Mike McCoy, who's uh, worked with some of the best QBs in the game, like Phillip Rivers and guys like that. Dude. He's been a head coach. Yes, he's been a head coach. You know, So basically, you have three solid, offensive minds working with that offense down there and it show I mean they put up 38 points on a Chargers defense man I mean yeah. that says something right yeah, there. yeah I, I agree this is not I, I think we we all I think I, I will say this I think most people realize before the season you thought this was automatic now this is not a rollover I, I think people are getting that idea I think 38 to 10 over the Chargers has to at least put some kind of alarm bells going off in your head a little bit as to what they are, you know, and there's talent there. I'm not telling you the Eagles, especially at home, shouldn't win this, but it's also, there's a couple other things to keep in mind. A, it's going to be emotionally charged like last week was because it's Doug and and the fans are much more appreciative of Doug than they are Carson. I don't, but, but he's got institutional knowledge of Jalen hurts. Jalen was Mm -hmm. here, you Mm -hmm. know, with Doug. Mm Mm-hmm as well as a lot of guys who were still on this roster from the time he was here, yeah. which, you know, I mean, they, they, these guys also kind of understand Doug's tendencies too. It, it kind of cuts both ways, but that's what makes the chess match a little bit more interesting to me about this one. 
Yeah, I agree. And they've run, they've done a really good job of fixing the problems on defense. And it starts with that guy in the middle, Devin Lloyd. You know, he was the second of the two first round picks. Hmm. And my goodness, he is legit. Right now, he's leading all rookies uh, in tackles. He's got two, what, two interceptions? Yep. Uh, uh, I don't know how many tackles for losses. He's around but the ball he is all the time. All over the field. He's like yep. a Micah Parsons. Yeah. You know, he's all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, and that defense gets a lot of push up front with their front. Uh, so that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, their defensive front against the Eagles offensive line and how they're going to try to defend against Jalen Hurts and these weapons. Um, again, it's only Tuesday, but I'm already at a point. I can't wait to see this matchup. Unfortunately, we have to spend another three plus days talking about this matchup. I can't wait to see this one go down on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um Another one o'clock, which we enjoy. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> not, not, Thank you. Not complaining. Uh, one o'clock game at the link. So it's going to be cool. I, I, but I think it's going to be um, very nice applause for Doug. I think the Eagles I generally do a good job with, you know, the video tributes, you know, the montages and those, those kind of things. He'll get love there. The fans will appreciate that. And then then it's on. And, 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 and for me, it, it comes down to, again, and you're talking about a guy who has much better pocket awareness than Wentz does, but – you get that heat on Lawrence. He's not, he's definitely, I'm not saying he's a statue. He's not that. I don't right. mean to say that, right. but if you can get the heat on him, this is where you win the game. Like I think the Eagles offense is going to be trouble for any team week in and week out. Yep. If the defense shows up, you know, and we'll dig, like you said, we're going to go into that matchup a lot harder as the week goes on, but that's just my early impressions of this before I really start diving into the, the numbers for the Jaguars. When, when Doug Peterson comes back, even though he's the head coach of the opposition, there should not be an Eagles fan in that stadium that boos him for anything. Agreed. Because he gave them something no other coach has given them, and even Andy Reid's 14-year tenure. He gave this city that was so desperate for that Lombardi trophy, a Lombardi trophy, and I can't emphasize enough, it was year two of his coaching tenure in Philadelphia. Prominent players fell by the wayside. Heck, before the season started, people were clamoring, we should fire Doug Peterson. People wanted Doug Peterson fired after his first season in Philadelphia. Yep. And all he did was hold that thing together, uh, him and his coaching staff, and he had an outstanding coaching staff, and uh, and gave some pride back to this city. I can't tell you, Rob, how many times, whether it was in the city of Philadelphia when I'm out and about, or even on road trips that se- uh, leading up to that season, <clears throat> where people will always tell me, you know, D-Gun, I'm so tired of hearing about how there are 12 Super Bowl trophies in the NFC East and the Eagles have a goose egg. I don't care if we have three, four, or five. I just want to live to see the Eagles win one Super Bowl. And lo and behold, that magical season put together, started by Howie Roseman assembling some incredible talent that year, the depth and versatility of that team, and of course, the Cinderella story of a backup quarterback winning that game against the evil empire. There is no way in the world anybody should let the, the word boo form on their lips when Doug Peterson enters that stadium. Yeah, with you. I mean, did something that's never happened in, in franchise history and did it in a classy way. Yes. You know, th- this was a yeah. this is a guy who got it, you know, and you and I were down there a lot of times, you know, covering the guy and he would he'd have his, you know, off the record sort of chat sessions and he, he just right. handled people the right way. So yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100 percent. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's for sure. All right, let's get a quick timeout. We'll come back. The one and only, number 82, Mike Quick, is going to be joining us. When we get back, 1.30, Tom McCarthy. Don't go anywhere. D-Gun, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances 
is so critical and it can be so difficult to find the right person. I went through it for a while with different people. I finally found the right guy and that is Jim Murray. I could tell you from personal experience, you know, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you're trying to start up your, your benefits package for them, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA. I've rolled over 401ks from previous employers and I couldn't be happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. That's how you reach him. You can also email him. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
back, everybody. We are Sports Fake on this Tuesday, hanging out with you, Rob Ellis and Derek Gunn. Barrett on assignment. We'll be joined uh, a little bit later by Mike Quick and Tom McCarthy. Tom McCarthy coming up at 1.30. Uh, talking Eagles and, and you know, the NFC East. Last night, you got a chance to kind of sit back and watch two of the teams. We saw Washington up close and personal on Sunday. And I don't know, Derek, I got to tell you, generally sort of overall, excluding the Eagles for a second, I'm not – all that impressed. Like I think Dallas is dangerous. I pr- is probably the best way that I would put it. I feel like the Giants are going to start to take steps backwards in the interim. I think eventually Dable and Shane, who's the GM, both guys came over from Buffalo, will get them going in the right direction. Um, and I'm not buying Washington at all, even a little bit. Uh, you're muted there. Man, my goal was to make sure that you never said those words this week. Should we start doing you like got push-ups. What do we start doing? Like, for, what is the penalty here? If we do push-ups, <laughs> I haven't done push-ups in so long. You'll be doing the show by yourself. <laughs> be solo, that right solo now. sports take. Where's you, Derek? Man, my shoulder will down. pop out a socket if you ask, if you ask me to do more than five. Uh, um, we all thought the Giants would be the bottom feeders in this division um, when the season started, right? And I think it's safe to say now Washington could have that title very easily because their offensive line is a mess. You know, I think if Washington had a better offensive line, I think they would be a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. But their offensive line right now is abysmal. Uh, they have the weapons everywhere else. Their defensive front is strong, solid. Um, their young guys in the back end compete, you know. Um, but their offensive line is basically what's killing that team right now. I don't know how you fix it at this point of the season. You can't bring in a, an abundance of free agents it is what it is right now. They should have addressed this back in March, April, May, and they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. And that's um, the great advantage of where the Eagles are, absolutely, Derek, on, on yeah. both sides of the ball in the trenches, right? The offensive line, oh depth on your defensive line as well. You have you have a, several guys on this Eagles offensive line that are backups that may not even see the field that would be starters down in Washington right now, you know. That's how bad Washington's offensive line is. But kudos to the Eagles for identifying that. And we've talked through the years, we've talked about how Howie Roseman likes to build his team inside out, offensive, defensive lines, and then out. Uh, And obviously it has paid off for them with dividends uh, in in a lot of ways. Yeah, Dayball and their crew there, they're going to be a dangerous team. Um, Could be as soon as next year. They're going to be an interesting team this year just based on – I've had a chance to to see the Giants play twice now. And even though their defense has not been up to speed health-wise until last night, their defense is aggressive, Mm -hmm. they're physical, they don't back down, and that's the reason why the Giants have been able to stay in some games and won two close games by a span of three points. They had a chance to win that game last night. They made some mistakes, mainly because Dallas put so much heat on on Daniel Jones. You know, um, but, but I think overall, on both sides of the ball, the talent level from the Eagles to Dallas, to the Giants, to Washington. The Eagles by far are the much more talented team. And as we know, you know, talent on paper doesn't always win games. You know, well, you have um, to apply the method every week. Correct. Speaking of talent, I mean, we have, we have just upgraded the talent level of the show in, in a, a monstrous way. Look and at that. Rightfully so. Look at, Look at he, that. He's sister so stoic. <laughs> Look at Stop being so nice. Look, he's, that's just he's the way you there. wrote it, Mike. I just read it off the script you gave me. Okay. He's sitting there like this, all proper and, and upright. 
You know, that's what I like. About. What do you want he's to like, be doing? He's like, I man, you should be slashed over. Like, yeah, man, what do you guys want, man? Why you guys bother me on my day off, man? Oh, oh, man. oh he's now he's studious. He's got the glasses on. Okay. This is really not my day off. This is actually the day on. Uh, I have so <laughs> day on. I have granddaddy duties today. Oh, 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 boy. Diaper yeah. duty. Mike, are we in diapers or are we out of diapers yet? Where, where are we with the, uh, with the grands? Diapers. Yeah? Uh-oh. Okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately, she's getting her net right now, so we're All good. Right. All right. Hey, Mike, join the club. I have granddaddy duty every day. Yeah. It, it, it's you true. know, I get to pick up I get to pick up one from preschool every day. Yeah. And then my other ones comes over. Um, now I have two smaller ones that are in diapers. So, uh, you know, I always thought, Mike, did you ever think, and, and I enjoyed it immensely, don't get me wrong, but did you ever think, my wife and I sit there and we chuckle because we said, we thought our lives were supposed to be easier as we got older. <laughs> now our lives are more structured than ever <laughs> because it entails, uh, you know, kids call, hey, can you watch, can you watch Cruise for us? Yeah. Uh, we wanted a night out. Yeah. Uh, can you watch Ariana and, and, and Elijah for us? Because um, I just need a break. And I'm thinking, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Mike, we'll, we'll be nice and quiet so we don't wake anybody up, okay, yeah. while we talk to you. Uh, yeah. I got to hit you with this, though. I, and I know we're only three weeks in, but right now you have A.J. Brown on target for over 1,700 yards, Devontae 14, and Goddard 952. We're a long way off for the end of the season, but, I mean, this is pretty amazing what they have in terms of firepower offensively. It is. Uh, I'll give you another nugget. You know, this team leads the league in, uh, in yards per catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, they're the best defense in terms of yards per reception as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long you can keep either of these things up, but right now we have to enjoy what's going on. Mm-hmm. Both these teams are playing great foot. I mean, both sides of the ball, they're playing great football. Um Denard Wilson, I think the defensive backs coach, has done an outstanding job with these guys, but technique-wise, as well as uh, putting the game plan to get together. He's also the uh, defensive passing game coordinator. So in terms of what they're doing now on the back end of their defense, there's a lot of talent there to work with, of course, but Denard Wilson and the job that he's doing, I, I think he needs to be commended for the job. Good that point. He- we don't talk about him at all. You're right. 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 Yeah. Well, Mike, I want to put this right in your wheelhouse, you being the accomplished receiver that you were. I want you to break down A.J., Devontae, and Quez in terms of what their their best attributes are. Hmm. <laughs> um, where do I begin? So I'll start with Devontae because I think he can do so many things. Um, when he catches the ball, it's it's crazy how sleek he is at making people miss. Um, but the art of what he does before the ball is there is what really has me googly over him. I think his his release, the way he's able to get off of press coverage, his ability to understand defenses and separate, understanding leverage. Um, the, the guy is just fun for me to watch. I, I love watching him play. Um, he's such a technician, the way he goes about his work. Um, and he's just, he's fun to watch. Um, the big guy, golly, he's the closest thing really to T.O. that I've seen since T.O. Mm. T.O. was probably a little bit faster. But, you know, on that slant route against Washington, 
he's got this big body and he knows that he can put that body in front of you and you got to try and fight through him and you're not going to get through him. Um, he's fast. When he catches the ball, we haven't even seen how much he can do when he catches the ball. And we're going to see a lot of that uh, at, throughout the course of the season. But he's such a physical runner with the ball in his hands. Um, you can't press cover him because he's too strong. He'll knock you out of the way. <laughs> he's just, they're, they're just they're just fun. And then Quez, he's like, he's a jet. He, he You know, zero to 60 as fast as anybody in the league, I believe. Um, and so he worries teams because he has that ability to stretch the field. Not only he can run all the routes, but that ability to get beyond people is scary. And so you always have to account for that. Mm-hmm. I just I love the trio of receivers that they have. And then there are more guys. You know, you yep. talk about those three, but then there are many other guys that I think will keep defensive coordinators up at night trying to figure out what to do with them. Mike, if you had to put your thumb on one thing, one area that, that has blown you away with the improvement of Jalen Hurts from what we saw the last couple of years, what, what would you say that one area is specifically? I mean, the numbers are incredible. The, the, the play has been incredible. Is there one thing that stands out to you? Yeah. Um, he understands better. His experience now has taken him to another level because um, he can process things faster now. He can get the ball out with uh, quicker now, with more accuracy now. So when people were talking about, uh, I don't think his arm strength is da 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 da, it's just because that they didn't really understand that he wasn't to the point where he could process everything so that he understands and get the ball out with the timing that he needed to. So he was coming late with throwing the ball, and it looks like the arm strength is not there because. Mm-hmm. Guys are able to close on throws. It's, this is the NFL. And if you're late, the talent is so good that they're going to make you pay. And because he understands things better because of his experience, he's just playing a whole lot better. That, that to me, is bigger than anything else that's going on. Hey, Mike, um, through three games, people are already talking about Jalen as a franchise quarterback, paid a man. Are you there yet? Are you are you willing to say the word franchise, or do you need to see a bigger sample size before you get to that point? I, I think he'll end up proving to be uh, that type of player in this league, and I, and I think that's because I th- because of the skills that he brings to the position, mm-hmm. um, number one, and the dedication that he has to the position. Um, the guy really wants to be a great player. And it's, he's not one who's, who's just going to say that I want to be a great player. He, he puts in the time. I remember having a conversation with Marty Morningwig last year about him. And Marty was telling me about um, all the time that he puts in, all the questions. Like when he first started, didn't ask a lot of questions. But as he started to learn things, he had a whole lot of questions about how things were done. And he would spend this inordinate amount of time sitting, watching film, and just trying to understand learn more and more so that he could be what we're watching right now. And I think it's going to continue. Mm. Hey, Mike, let's go to the other side of the ball. As far, the nine sacks, obviously, that's not going to happen every single week. But was right. it just a matter of time before these guys really – I'm talking defensive line – really yeah. started to make that impact? Or was that a reflection of Carson and, and a sketchy offensive line for Washington? Well, I think it's 
all of the above. Mm. I, I think that uh, with the offensive line that Washington has, and they were having all of their problems, when they lost Chase Roulier the week before, their starting center, it really hurts their offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guy up front that makes all the calls. He's the guy that directs all the traffic up front for them. Um, and when you have to slide over Wet Swicer from the right guard spot, he's not really center. He's played center. He started two games last year at the center spot. Um, but that's really not where you want him. You want him to play guard. You want your main guy that handles the traffic in there. And that that's really where it started for them, um, their offensive line problems. Then during the course of the game, the right tackle, he was in and out of the lineup. So when you're not 100% against an off- a defensive line like the Eagles that is really starting to come on, you have problems. And the fact that you have a quarterback in Carson Wentz that he wants to hold the ball a little bit longer. He wants to make the, the big play. You know, sometimes he's going to be Superman and make big plays. And then sometimes he's going to try and be Superman and he's going to cost the team. Um, I think all of that had to do with the nine sacks. Hey, Mike, from your perspective, what has been the biggest difference the last two games in the way Jonathan Gannon has deployed his, his defense compared to that first game against Detroit? I think that was a filling out process. And I think these, I think that um, guys, see, so this is the second year for this coaching staff together with this football team. And I think that makes such a difference mm-hmm. in the fact that they know guys a whole lot better. They understand what they're going to get out of guys. Um, I just think on both sides of the ball, I think it's better. And, and with JG, the first game, yeah, you, it's a filling out process. Fortunately, they won the game. Didn't play their best football, but they were able to win the game. I think now, going into each and every game, uh, that coaching staff will have a better feel for what they can do um, and, a hot, and a lot more confidence in what they can do uh, going against guys. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you bring in a guy like Gardner Johnson and he's only been on the roster for 10 days before he plays in his first game, you're kind of limited and what you want guys to do because the worst thing you can have is guys on your back end, get out of position and give up big plays. They're not giving up big plays. And I think that has some to do with how conservative they were in that first game. But now you're starting to get a better feel for what you have on the back end, a little more confidence in these guys and, and what you can ask them to do. And as the season goes on, I think we'll see even more stuff that they'll do on the back end. Mike, a guy I think is the most probably underrated player on either side of the ball is TJ Edwards. And it seems like every week he shows out, man. He's either blowing somebody up, he's in pass coverage, <laughs> you know, run defense. I love the guy. And I don't think he gets enough love, man. Just I, I don't even know if I have a question, but what, what's your what's your take on what we're seeing from him this year? Yeah, I'm just – I'm really enjoying his play. You know, a guy that comes in undrafted out of Wisconsin, just used to hunting for every – bone that he gets mm-hmm. I, I i love stories like tj edwards and he's playing great football now m- may not be the best athlete at the position but he's as smart as anyone that's playing the position and he's instinctive so he's making a whole lot of plays because he he doesn't take false steps he understands offenses and he's able to dissect what they're trying to do and not waste motions just get to the football i love tj edwards Mike, are you surprised that N'Kobe Dean can't even get on the field? Second straight game, he gets no defensive snaps, but he played 20 uh, special team snaps. Um, 
even situational, you know, when you like to rotate guys in, in, in and out to give guys a breather, you surprised he hasn't been able to, to find a niche yet? Um, no. Am I surprised that um, Cam Jurgens? we saw him play in the, prese- in the preseason. Cam Jurgens could start for most teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's where this team is. They have depth. They have guys that aren't getting snaps that could start on other teams in the NFL. That's the roster that Howie Roseman has built. That's just where we are. I'd love to see N'Kobe Dean, but, you know, when you got Kazir White playing the way mm-hmm. he's playing, and we just talked about T.J. Edwards, uh, you're limited in the, the the amount of people you can put on the field, Deacon. I know. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I would love to see N'Kobe Dean, and I think his time is going to come. Um, I think we're going to get a whole lot more snaps out of Jordan Davis as time progresses. But mm-hmm. – but when the guys that you're starting the game with, they're playing the way these guys are playing, they're, they're getting the results that these guys are getting. How can you then take TJ Edwards off the field for Nicobe D? You can't mm-hmm. do it. And Mike, you saying that just kind of makes me think it wasn't all that long ago when this team had four wins, Carson was still here. It yeah. was still dug. And you looked at a roster that in some ways at the receiver spot mm-hmm. was getting old. And you're saying to yourself, this is going to be a long rebuild, man. But this thing was done on the fly at a furious pace. Now they look like they're loaded with talent. They still have two first rounders in their in their back pocket for next year as well. Yeah. It's been a pretty remarkable, you know, flip here for this team. Yeah, the last two years, I think the personnel department, and you have to give Howie a lot of credit for what he's done with this roster. If you look at the construction of this roster, there are a lot of guys on this roster that you'll have you you want to see more of but we're not seeing it i really think zach mcpherson is going to end up being a really good football player mm-hmm. you know the kid that went undrafted out of alabama uh josh job josh job's got crazy skills and nobody's even talking about and he he's playing some special team snaps but he's not getting a lot of play that's just where this team is and um i'm just enjoying it you know it's uh yeah. You know, we have to we have to like take this ride and enjoy this ride while it is where it is, because, you know, the NFL season and it ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And and while it's good, you got to appreciate the good that that you're seeing. And Mike, um, you know, so many people talk about how Jonathan Gannon is this potential head coach of the future. But I'll take it a step farther. The way Shane Steichen has called games this year, I think he's going to be a hot commodity for head coaching position at the conclusion of the season. You agree or disagree with that? D gun, if this uh, team continues on the pace that they're on, mm-hmm. um, how he's big thing this off season is going to be finding coaches, finding mm-hmm. talent uh, for the coaching staff, because this team could lose a lot of coaches. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what's happening. Um, Brian Johnson, everyone talks about, you know, what's happening with Jalen and the growth of Jalen hurts. Well, Brian Johnson, the quarterbacks coach, has some to do with that. Uh, and there are a lot of guys on this staff that are young guys that people don't know a whole lot about, but they're really talented. And if John Gannon gets a job, you know, some of these guys will end up going with him. So, you know, if this te- that's just the nature of the NFL. And if this team continues to progress at the pace that they're on, yeah, you're going to lose people. That's just what that's what happens. 
Mike, I got to ask you just to go back to last week for a minute here uh, with Wentz. I mean, it, it's look, he doesn't have a good offensive line as we talked about, and you, you pointed out very astutely some of the issues they have, but we see the same problems that he had here, the same problems he had in any, he doesn't look like a guy who's improving, you know, what's your sense of where things are with Wentz? Yeah, he's a puzzle. Um, you know, what's crazy. I'm watching him warm up. I was down on the field before the game, watching him warm up and I'm looking at him like, wow, this big old dude with that rifle arm. Cause he was rifling the ball out to his receivers in the warm up stuff. Um, and, and it's kind of scary when you're the opponent or the guy on the other side, when you're watching him throw the ball, when you're watching him just get ready for the game, game starts and he just reverts to a lot of the stuff that we saw when he was in Philadelphia that um, just not getting it done. I just, he's really a puzzle to me. Hey Mike, I know you are close with the coach who will make his grand entrance <laughs> into Lincoln financial field this Sunday in one yep. Doug Peterson. I thought it would be another year before Peterson would get this guys, his guys down there where they could be in terms of being a contender. But you look at what he has done. And, and, number one, his defense is playing lights out. You yeah, know, those their last two wins um, over the Colts and the Chargers, a Colts team that just basically shocked the world and upset the Chiefs. Their defense has given up only ten points down there. It looks like Trevor Lawrence is playing in a whole different level with, um, you know, Mike McCoy, the quarterback coach, and your guy, Press Taylor, as the offensive coordinator down there. Give me your thoughts on Doug Peterson as a man who's able to be somewhat of a quarterback whisperer and to bring out the best in, in young quarterbacks. Yeah, well, Trevor Lawrence had the wrong head coach when he started the NFL, you know, without question. What happened to that guy anyway? Uh, he's, he's stealing money at Fox right yeah, now in the witness protection program. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's very fortunate. Trevor Lawrence is that Doug Peterson is now their head coach because you can start to see who he really is as a quarterback. Um, he's really, really a special player Yeah, from the pocket. He can beat you. He can get outside of the pocket and really make m magic happen outside the pocket. Another big, strong kid. He reminds me of that sunshine from that movie. What's that? Yeah, but remember the Titans. The Titans. Yeah, yeah, remember the Titans. So he reminds me of sunshine. You know? but, and he's got this rifle arm, and, you know, he's a tough kid. Um, Doug Peterson is going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams this year. Hopefully it's not Sunday because I, I like the feeling that we have in Philadelphia right now. I like to keep mm -hmm. it going. But Doug's going to come in here trying to with everything that he has to try and win this game. And uh, he's got some talented people to do it with as well. And that's a doable division now, Mike. I mean, Tennessee's yep. taking some steps back. I yep. don't know what's going on with Indy. Like that's Houston. That, that's they're going to, they're going to hang around. I, if, I, I guarantee you that. If Doug continues on this pace, he'll, he'll be coach of the year. Um, mm. His, his, and his defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, but Mike mm. played here for four that's years. Right. He was under Jim Johnson. Mike is a really bright guy. And, and um, you know, he's worked with Todd Bowles for several years. Um, he's been the understudy for Todd Bowles. Now he gets his opportunity to run the defense himself. And I can see Jim Johnson. I can see Todd Bowles. When I watch that defense, I can see a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And he's one of these guys who's just real stoic on the sideline. He doesn't – you don't see much emotions out of him at all. No. But 
he's constantly plotting. He's constantly going through his his Rolodex of of information of attack plans for the the other side, and um, that's one of the main reasons why. Well, you got to have the horses, but one of the main reasons why that defense is playing so well. Mike Caldwell's running that defense, and he has been around long enough to understand how to break down your protection and how to take away your main weapons on your offense. That's a great point. All right, Mike, I'm, last I'm, one. I got to get this off my chest because it drives me nuts. I, I hear people getting on Nick Sirianni for the T-shirts, for the hat. <laughs> what a, the, he is being authentic. His players know it's authentic. When he talks about the plants and the flowers last year, they bought in because they believe in him. But I hear this notion from he's pandering. The guy, first of all, he's having fun and it's sports. You're supposed to have fun, number one. Number Thanks. two, he's being himself. And, of course, he's rocking a Mike Quick jersey, which can you can never go wrong there, by the there way. There you but go. <laughs> I hear this and it drives me crazy. What do you want, some angry, disconnected Ben Simmons type? Bill Belichick type. Yeah. Is that what you want? I don't understand it. So I, I think it's really cool. I mean, not, not my Jersey, but the fact that he wears all these t-shirts, he wears like throwback stuff. He wears things that's, you know, that's connected to Philadelphia and, and the fans can certainly relate to because all of our fans wear all of these things. You know, you go into the stadium and you see jerseys of all sorts of players. Um, What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's a like you said. It's a game. It's a great. It's great entertainment. It's a it's a wonderful game. And he's a guy who grew up loving the game. He's a guy who grew up as a fan of mine. So why not rock the jersey? I I loved it. Did he get it off you, Mike? Is that how? Is that what happened? Was that the story? He did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You never gave me one. <laughs> well, you didn't. You didn't ask me, and you weren't the head coach of the Eagles. <laughs> That's all right, but we have a longer relationship than you and Sirianni. You do. don't need any swag. Come and on. you never, and you never once asked for a jersey. That's besides the point, Mike. <laughs> okay, hey, good. Hey, quick, quick question for you um, before we go. With all the great glowing accolades we've given this team, and rightfully so, the one thing that sticks in my craw is the special teams play is yeah. subpar. What are we going to do with the special teams play? I'm watching. Covey, uh, Covey back there, he gets nobody blocking for him. Everybody's watching, and he's got to learn to get down because he's going to have chest contusions before his career, his young career is over. The, the return game of the kickoff is non-existent. What yeah. do we do with this? Yeah, you know that's that's the real puzzle for this team right now because the other, you know, you got to have all three elements working. Yeah, right now they're able to survive with a subpar special teams unit. Um, and it, it doesn't matter which of the – so kickoff, kickoff return, punt, mm -hmm. punt return, none of them are giving you much of anything. So yeah. that is the the subpar performing third of this football team, and they have to somehow correct that. I love – like, Britt Covey is a great story. But if you're not going to give him some kind of blocking, if he's not going to be able to return the ball, then you have to figure out who's going to be your guy. Right now, I don't know if they have the guy. Man. I didn't like. I really didn't like seeing Devontae back catching punts. Oof. You know, yeah. I just think the value there is too much to risk um, something happening to him. But you know, when I'm when I'm king, I'll make the rules. There you go. All right, Mike. Well, listen, we're looking forward to it on Sunday, man. <laughs> Yourself and Merrill, one o'clock. We love the one o'clocks, by the way. And you'll Thanks. actually be in a booth 
where you're not like seven counties over exactly. and you can actually see what's going on in the game. Exactly. You got to be excited by that, huh? Yeah, but you know what? We had so much fun in Washington. I just forgot that we were in that horrible box. Good isn't point. that thing a dump? That whole stadium, isn't it a dump? It is, yeah. 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 But, you know, as, as long as um, they have the ownership that they have, they're going to always have issues. Yep, I well agree. Said. Well said. All right, Mike, back to uh, back to grandfather issues here. You know, back, back, what, pop up, what do we call it? What, what is the uh, – what's pop? All right, back to pop duties. Poppy. All right, Mike. Poppy, 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 poppy duties. All right, yeah. Mike, we appreciate it, man. It's good catching up with you and, and keep up the great work uh, on the calls with the game with Merrill. Be Thank good, you. man. Be All good, right. brother. All right, you got it. That is Mike Quick. Mike's the best. <laughs> he is. He's a fun. He is laid. He's chill. He's laid back. He's chilled. Yep. Demeanor never changes. No, but man, yeah. he is right on with, with his analysis. It's uh it's amazing. All right. So we get a quickie here. We come back. We continue with the Eagles talk. So I dug into some rankings, Derek, which I think you'll enjoy. Team. Okay and individual uh, for what oh. the Eagles are doing thus far. So we'll do okay. that uh, when we get back. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis Barrett on assignment today. He'll be back tomorrow. Let's smash the like button, folks. Let's keep it rolling. All right. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Pro Action Restoration. Pro Action Restoration is the place that you call or reach out to online if you're having any kind of issues with water or fire, or smoke, or mold, or whatever the case may be, to a property that you own, a building, your house. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. That's huge. You, anytime you need them, late at night, on the weekends, they're there. I've gone through it on a Saturday. I had them right over there. They cleaned everything up. The crew was unbelievable, and the price was reasonable, and we were really in a jam. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, so the reputation is there. Just go online and check it out. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. And again, it could be any of the above or more. Water, fire, smoke, mold, something you're not really sure about. Just reach out for a consultation. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or reach out online, ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. State Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, along with Rob Ellis and Barrett, will be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will have Tom McCarthy coming up at the bottom of the hour at 1.30. As I mentioned earlier, Derek, not only will we talk to Tom about the Phillies and this this push for the playoffs, but he also, on radio, called Jacksonville's first two games. So he's got a pretty good handle on what they're all about and what they're looking like. So we will uh, we will dig into that. Before I get into the stats, let me throw this one at you. Because he has been a friend of the show in the past. You realize Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack since 2020? You're muted. Twice on one show. Dang it. I thought I had it down to a sack. We need, we need like a fine jar. You drop a dollar in every time. If that's, uh, the, case, if that's the case, you'll take my allowance money for the month. Yeah, you're done. You know, can't even go out of the house. No, no, but I'm glad you brought that up. Because I've talked to Lane about that on a number of occasions. And... um he takes a lot of pride in that fact. You know, you always hear uh, players uh, talk about, I don't look at individual stats as long as I'm doing my job and the team is successful. That's a stat to be extremely proud of. I mean, how many offensive linemen can say that since 2020? They haven't given up one, especially with the collection of edge rushers and the versatility of edge rushers that you see in a game today. Uh, and the different array of edge rushers. I mean, you got more linebackers attacking from the outside than ever before now. You got the hybrids like Hassan Reddick, whose claim to fame is piling up sacks. And for this man, week in and week out, to hold his own against the best of the best uh, tells you that his work ethic is second to none. He puts in a lot of work. I mean, when you think about how accomplished he is at this stage of his career, he still puts in a lot of work working on something we call technique, mm-hmm. trying to improve his technique week in and week out. He doesn't rest on past laurels. And that's why he is as good as he is, because everything, every little detail is that important to him. And he should teach a clinic, not just to offensive linemen, but to professional athletes in general about I don't care how you how, how how deep you go into a career, especially in a profession where your average lifespan is less than four years. But 
for as long as you play this game, don't ever stop working to get better. Even when you reach the pinnacle of your profession, doesn't care if you're a 10-year consecutive pro bowler, doesn't care if you've won three or four Super Bowls, there's always a little something to work on because the guys playing across from you are always working on a different move, a different technique to get the best of you so you can never rest on your past laurels. That is why Lane Johnson, that stat you just mentioned, that is why Lane Johnson has that stack, stack, uh, stat around his neck as a medallion because he refuses to not get better. Well said, man. And the other thing that stands out to me about that, Derek, is like he doesn't take a play off. You, no, think about it. No. I mean, if you, you he, you, no. there's not one time where you let your guard down a little bit and you just said, ah, you know what? It happens. You know, what are you going to do? No, I mean, that's every play you're dialed in and you're giving max effort because if you don't in that league, you will get beat, as you said, with, with some of these guys. I mean, you look at that Dallas, how ferocious Dallas was last night, how ferocious the Eagles were Sunday against Washington. Yeah. And 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 he's gone, you know, now into his second year of never of not giving one up. It's unbelievable. Think about not just competing every week, Rob. He's battling the the internal issues of dealing with depression and anxiety as well. That right there can mentally take you uh, take an edge off your game when you're combating that. He had to step away from the game for a while, finally. And, you know, it wasn't the first time he had to step away from the game a little bit to get himself together, to get the necessary um, help to overcome this and to put it in his proper perspective. But, you know, I love talking to Brian Dawkins about it because Brian Dawkins is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Brian Dawkins was one of the best to ever play his position. Brian Dawkins, to this day in his retirement, it still battles depression but he's found a way to overcome that. Lane Johnson has found a way to overcome that, to defeat that demon. So it doesn't affect not just his personal life, but his game on the field. I, you know, for I, and I've never gone through it. I know people who have gone through depression and who deal with depression, but it, it is not something you get rid of like a common cold or the flu. It's something that, that haunts you at any given moment. It, it can hit you. Um, when you're at your highest high, all of a sudden, the next day you can be at your lowest low. It's a proverbial roller coaster that you deal with for much of your life. Unfortunately, some people, you know, they end their lives because they can't deal with it anymore. But for Elaine Johnson, he has found a way to put that demon in his place, to keep his foot on it, and to keep moving forward to be the best that he can be at his profession. Yeah, it's impressive. No, no doubt about it. Um, all right. So a couple things uh, that stood out to me. So let me give you some rankings here where the Eagles fall on both offensively and defensively. So points per game, Derek, they're at 28.7, which is fifth in the NFL. Passing yards per game, 296.7, third in the league. Rushing game, 150.3, that's seventh. So they're no lower lower than seventh in the, in the biggest you know three categories right there. Defensively, giving up 16.7 points per game, seventh in the NFL. 186.7 passing, seventh in the NFL. 110 on the ground, 17th. That that's a little you know high because of the Detroit game, the first mostly, game. Yep. Yep. Um, which hurt them big time. But still, I mean, all in all, you're fifth in scoring and you're seventh in points allowed, and your and your differential there is is basically 12 points, 28.7 to 16.7. Pretty good. This was a team where the defense had to catch up to the offense. The offense came out hitting on all cylinders. 
you know, right from the start of the season. The defense had to find its identity. And thank goodness it only took one game for them to find that identity. Now it's on even keel. They complement each other very well. The defense is going to get off the field and get the offense the ball. The offense is going to take care of business, put points on the board to take pressure off the defense so the defense can play a lot looser, a lot more aggressive, a lot more energetic. Instead of playing defensive football, they can play attacking football more so. Um, and then when you look at the collection of personnel on both sides of, of the ball, Mike Quick just talked about it. We've talked about it time and time again, the depth. There are guys sitting on a bench for this team that could be starting somewhere else in the National Football League. You know, it's not often you have a complement of players like that. You know, you look at some of the better teams that have had major success. New England was great at that for years. Mm -hmm. It started with a quarterback, and a quarterback should get a lot of the credit. But look at the talent that New England assembled on both sides of the football year in and year out. We saw it in Baltimore for a while, um, so on and so forth. This team now has that. We haven't had that luxury. You know, you go back to last year. We didn't have that kind of luxury on both sides of the football. No. Because of their schedule, they were able to do some great things at the end, especially once they found that they could be an offensive uh, running football team, control the clock, and take a lot of pressure off their defense. Now it doesn't make a difference which side of the unit is on the field. Defense can hold its own. The offense can be explosive at any given moment. And so far, they are – uh, complimenting each other very well and a significant reason why they're just one of two teams left undefeated through uh, three weeks. I just like to the diversity and the way they can hurt you. Uh, you know, they can't, even though Sanders didn't have a great game and the running attack wasn't great. We know that's there if they need it, if they need to lean on that, if the passing game isn't clicking right. or, or right. whatever, that's there. They, as we've seen the last couple of games, they can kill you through the air. Uh, and, and really they're, they're doing this mostly in a half uh, right. is what right. they, right. they, they've been doing it. Yep. Defense. You know, nine sacks last week. We know that's not going to happen every single week, but all of a sudden that might have opened the floodgates up with for Hassan Reddick for some of the other guys now to get going in the pass rush. We know Slay and Bradbury can shut you down. We know how good Maddox is as your as your nickel corner. You know, your safety play has been pretty solid. I yep. think your safeties yep. have done a nice job so far. It's and such, your linebackers like TJ Edwards have been excellent. It was such a big question mark as we talked about all summer long. What is this safety position going to look like? Now with the addition of Gardner Johnson. Uh, Epps has played lights out. Epps has played more more snaps than any um, say, uh, I believe any DB on the back end of that defense. If, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. um, he's really emerged. You know, Barrett talked about him all off season. I said I have to wait and see with him. I thought he played well at times, but obviously made young mistakes. He hasn't really made a lot of mistakes through the uh, first three games. Um, the ability for the back end to man up and play more man to man allows the front seven to play more games, whether it's just a four-man attack or if they do decide to send an extra attacker. That's a luxury a lot of teams don't have in the National Football League. You know, a lot of teams can't tr trust that umbrella. When I talk about an umbrella, I mean from corner to corner, from the one corner to the two safeties to the other side. Not many teams in the National Football League, Chargers, Green Bay, Miami, Baltimore, New Orleans, they have that kind of umbrella, but yeah. most teams don't. You have some kind of weak link on the back end that you try to cover up for. Uh, because those guys are so solid, Right, um, you, you're, you're more efficient up front. No doubt, uh, and no question. And we're going to do our own individual rankings at you know tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday. I did want to hit you with this because I know you, you like these. Uh, uh, the NFL Network put out their, their top four NFL power rankings. This is both conferences. Right, right. Just, I, I mean, guess. If you had to guess, who do you think, what would your top four be? If you... 
I would say, surprisingly enough, the Eagles would be number one. Okay. Miami would be number two. Wow, number three. That's a tough one because teams fell by the wayside. Yeah, a couple. I losses. would still say I would still say Buffalo has to be in that top four. Okay. So my three for three so far. You're yes, but not necessarily in that order. But it, yes, okay. you have the first three. So yes. I have the first three. Now that fourth one is a little tricky one. Let me think about it for a second here. Tampa Bay showed his weak link. Well, they didn't have three receivers. Uh, Actually, it's five, not four. Sorry. Oh, five. five. Okay. Yeah. Kansas City took a hit. I would say Kansas City is still in that mix. You're you're four for four, okay. not in the in in the exact order, but you got four. Okay, so I got four for four. Um, yeah, I did Jim G. Gunner peak. No, Gunner did not peak. Gunner uh, watches Gunner's the game. Gunner's honest, Jim. You know, Come on. No, no. Gunner on. watches the game. Been doing this for forty plus years, brother. Yes. Um, let's see that number five team. Boy, that's a tricky one. Um, I can't put Green Bay in there. Obviously, I can't put Minnesota in there. I'm not ready to put the Rams in there yet. Wow. Um, the fifth team. The fifth team. Let me see. I want to give it to you? Yeah, just, it's killing me. All right, here's your order. Kansas okay. City's five. Okay. Okay. Green Bay's four. Oh, on the strength of their defense. Green Bay's defense is balling. I you know. know. And their defense we, is balling. We tend to just focus on the offense. But yep, yep. And the same thing, uh, we do the same thing with Tampa Bay. We worry about Brady and the offense when their defense is, is ridiculous. But – Kansas City's five, Green Bay's four, Miami's three, okay, Buffalo's Miami's three. Yeah, Buffalo's okay. two, even with the loss. Okay. And the Eagles are number one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. When I when I look across the league right now, and I put Buffalo on a high pedestal and they'll bounce back. You know, they're gonna have to overcome the loss of Micah Hyde. That's a huge loss a for that, loss. The, the back end. Jordan Poirier is really good, but they, yep. that's a huge loss. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Buffalo relies on a number of rookies on that defense and that defense is as solid as it is, tells you the depth of that Buffalo defense as well. Um, but right now, across the board, th- through three games, um, I can't see putting another team ahead of the Eagles right now. They have been so efficient on both sides of the football. They're so explosive. They can score at any given moment on offense. The defense, the back end of the defense, has shown that they can play lockdown football, mm-hmm. which has been a great compliment to the front seven. So, yeah, I'm not surprised one bit the Eagles are at the top of that list. Yeah, right I, I can't really argue. The only thing I, you, I don't really think you could argue the list. If, if you were going to maybe throw somebody in there, but I don't know who they yeah. would go ahead of. Yeah. I would simply say Tampa because their defense is that good. But their yes. offense is so banged up yep. right now. Yep. And, and yeah. So I, I buy it. All right, let, let's go Jalen Hurts here. So he's got 916 passing yards. That's third right. in the NFL. He's got four passing touchdowns. That's not – it's tied for 13. Right. It's okay. His passer rating, mm-hmm. fifth. Fifth okay. in the NFL. Okay. His QBR, sixth in the NFL right now. He's rushed for 167 yards. That's second only to Lamar yeah. Jackson, who's, who's ahead of him there. I mean, he's – you know, he's got the completion percentage up, mm-hmm. the passer rating, the QBR. the And the other thing I love is – He's taking care of the football too, Derek, yeah. on top yeah. of everything else. You know, he has the interception in, in what was a game two when it went off of Gainwell's hands, mm-hmm. right. which really wasn't on Jalen Hurts. Um, he's got so he's got one pick. I mean, the completion per- percentage is is sixty seven percent. Now that sixty seven just to just to put it in comparison of of where we were the last couple of years, uh, he was sixty one point three last year, and uh, the little bit of time that he got in twenty, he was fifty two percent. So. That's a big improvement in a key area. No question about it. Um, and he should be in a conversation right now. I, I even talking about MVP after I know, three, three weeks. games. 
with three yeah. games. But as we sit here right now, he's he's definitely in that conversation mm-hmm. about MVP. He has been virtually flawless. You know, uh, the way he's played the last two games in particular, the first game a little rust, 18 of 32. That's understandable. But mm-hmm. still, you know, he made the necessary throws. Um, can he throw the ball across the body? Two straight weeks now. We've worried about that because he, he didn't do that extremely well last year. That's a big one. He can throw to his outside now. He can put the ball where it needs to be. Now, he's got some incredible athletic, acrobatic receivers to throw to, i.e., you know, Devontae Smith going up and getting that ball at the goal line, one-handed touchdown catches. You know, A.J. Brown is unstoppable. You can't cover the man one-on-one. Quez Watkins is a jet, you know, who's improved his pass-catching technique. That was a big problem last year. You know, how many balls he dropped. Um, Jalen Hurst is doing all the right things, making all the right calls. You know, Nick Sirianni said it was Jalen who called the touchdown throw to Devontae when they went for it in fourth and inches at the goal line um, against Washington. It was Jalen that made the call. So he's seen the game better. He's understanding defenses better. He's done everything you've asked and then some at a much better clip than we all thought he Mm -hmm. would through at this point of the season. Mm -hmm. So, yes, Jalen Hurts right now has to be considered one of the best of the best in the game right now. Yeah, and I I think it's a combination of a lot of things. He's – his work ethic is is second to none. No you question. love that. No question. They did a good job of helping him by getting him more parts that he needed. Uh, certainly, AJ Brown falls in that category. And Zach Pascal was a real nice little move too. Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, veteran. Even though it doesn't give you a ton, he he helps. So you add those guys. You already have a good offensive line. You good of running game. And and Mike Quick pointed this out a little bit earlier. You know, Brian Johnson, who has the familiarity going back to when he was a kid as his quarterbacks coach. And just being in a system for the second straight year, yeah. you know, and I think yeah. Steichen and and Nick have a good feel for him right now for exactly what's working. And you brought up Steichen a little bit earlier to Mike Quick. And by the way, uh, we podcast all of our interviews. Just go to jacobsports.com and there's unbelievable content on there, too, from John McMullen and, and a lot of other folks, Paul Domowicz, et cetera. But um, ju- just just listen to what these guys are saying about the you know, the, the, the ability to work with in, in the same system for the second straight year and Steichen's mm-hmm. ability to keep teams off balance. Like he had the red, the, the Washington commanders guessing. <laughs> I know I caught myself uh, just straight up guessing on Sunday. They had no idea what was coming next. No. And he's done that two straight weeks now, you know, uh, Minnesota, but not get out of that zone defense. He chewed them up, you know, Washington, uh, same thing. He kept finding uh, the weak link in, in that defense. Uh, especially in the passing game, and he chewed him up. I don't think Shane Steichen gets enough credit. You know, we talk about him just calling the plays, but the way he's calling the game um, is superb right now. And that's why I had to ask Mike, because if this continues, you know, we keep talking about, is Jonathan Gannon going to get a head coaching job? Hey, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I would hire Shane Steichen before I hire Gannon. And that's not a knock against Gannon, you know, because I think Gannon has called great games the last two games. Yeah. But the way Steichen has called three consecutive games now, if this is him, his M.O. for the rest of the season against these opponents this year, I'm guaranteeing his, his name is going to be in a lot of people's mouths. He's going to get a lot of interviews for head coaching jobs at the conclusion of this season. You think it's because we didn't really at the time know that he took over the play calling last year, and it coincided with them turning things right. around. Right. Or is it because du- – you know, Nick is is so known as an offensive coach that we all automatically, you know, tra- uh, relate the offense to Nick. But why is it that Steichen probably doesn't get it? certainly 
we focus a lot more on Gannon than we do Steichen. Both sure. guys are coordinators. Sure. I think it's because we all assumed that Nick was calling the plays. Yeah. That this is Nick's offense. But I think he got to a point where he felt comfortable, and I've, and I've said this a number of times, he felt comfortable that Steichen was of the same mindset as him when it comes to looking at defenses, breaking down defenses, knowing where to go to your strengths at any given time on down and distance. And it turned out that he was right. You know, you look last year when they turned it around, you know, we give Sirianni so much credit for identifying that we need to run the ball more than we need to pass the ball. But we don't know how much credit should Steichen have gotten from seeing that and identifying it. You know, and I believe that was at a point when Nick said, you know what? You get this. You know, we think alike, you know, and all of a sudden it became Steichen's show. Now this year, Nick made it very clear. Steichen will be calling the offense. So now we're looking at Steichen as an offensive play caller. Now, we, I also know covering this game for as long as I have, there are position coaches and coordinators who make better position coaches and coordinators than they do head coaches. But the fact that Steichen has been able to do what he, he's done up to this point he deserves, if he continues on this trend, he deserves the right to at least get a chance to be a head coach. If Cliff Kingsbury and some of the other people out there have gotten head coaching jobs, why shouldn't Shane Steichen get his opportunity as well? Yeah, I agree with you. Look, you, you asked Mike a little bit earlier um, concerns, and one of the ones you brought up were special teams, and you're, you're right on with that. How much should we worry about the second halves here? I'm talking about the offense. I don't, I'm excluding the defense because they keep doing their job uh, in terms of not letting the other team put up points. But, you know, now five quarters where they haven't scored uh, in games. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I'm not particularly worried about it. Uh, if, it if that trend continues into this week and next mm-hmm. week, et cetera. But where are you at with it, Derek? Um, the name of the game is to score more points than your opposition. They've shown you they can score at will, you know. I'm not concerned about it right now because they get out to such big leads that they can basically, you know, put it on cruise control. You know, I like to see them finish a few more drives. Um, When you look at the last two games, their inability to score points uh, in the second half, um, is it a concern? Not at this particular point because we understand the personnel and what they're capable of doing uh, in any given moment. You know, it's only going to become an issue if they don't score points in the second half and all of a sudden the team loses. Mm. But right now, I'm not concerned about it. I just think, you know, we, we for some reason, we overlook the fact that you're trying to an extent to milk some clock. Yes. It's not that you're trying not to lose, which can get you in trouble, right. but you, right, you, right. you are not going to take the same risks, if you will. Uh, you know, you, you want to keep the, the, the clock moving so you keep the – you know, the other team, you're just eliminating and you're making them play two teams. And I think we just look at it like everything's equal footing. It's zero, zero. No, it's not. You know, when you get up like that, right, right. that's strategy. That's right. smart. Right. And I think right. they're, they're taking some of the air out of the football, you know, to an extent a little bit. You're not maybe seeing some of the deep shots that you were earlier in the game. You may not risk it with a trick play or trying to be cute or whatever. And I think that comes into play. Like, I think if these games had gotten close where you were sweating it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you change things up. I, I, I'm honestly speaking, both Minnesota and and last week against Washington, I never felt like either one of those teams is coming back. No, so I don't no. worry about it too much. And I don't think they did either. Yeah. You know, you're protecting your bodies. You know, I mean, Sterling Shepard, who goes down with a fluke injury last night. You know, you, there's nothing you can do about that. It was a non-contact, but 
every time we look up week after week, and we know this is coming, mm-hmm. week after week, we see a big name who's now lost for the season. You know, and so if if their mindset is we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no way on this particular day that these opponents are coming back against us. Take your foot off the gas. You know, I know people want to see more points and they want to, but you know what? The bottom line is we need to be as healthy in December and January as we are right now. All right, let's get a quickie here. Uh, I will hold off on the live read, Xander. We'll do that next break, but we'll get a quick time out. Come back. Tom McCarthy's going to join us. T-Mac in Chicago. Can't wait to talk to Tom, not only about the Phillies, but Tom's uh, Tom's been doing the Jags game, so he's got a pretty good handle on what Doug P and that crew is going to look like. So mm. we will talk to Tom when we get back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett on assignment today. Our following guest was the very first guest that we had on Sports Take, and we're excited to talk to him again today. You can follow him on Twitter at TMACPhils, and of course, catch him broadcasting the games uh, on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Oh, what do we have, Tom? We're getting a, we're getting a walking tour of the oh, hotel. It, it it all of a sudden got dark in the room, so I was trying to get in the light. I thought you wanted to show us something. I'm like, what's going on no, it's here? a nice okay. room, though. It's a nice room. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Tom, did you ever get your gift basket for being the first ever guest? Rob was supposed to send it to you months ago. You know, I don't I know what happened. I didn't, Gunner, but, I, but you know, there are a lot of times that things arrive at my house and somebody else takes them, so that could be the case. Tom, you're on the road, man. You never know what could happen, right? Exactly. That's exactly. the way it happens. Exactly. <laughs> so... Uh-oh. Look, we're at a very fun time here, right, in Philadelphia sports. And we'll we'll get into the to the football team a little bit later with you, Tom, because I know you have some pretty good insight on the on the Jags here. But every sport's sort of coinciding right now. It's been a while since we we felt this way about the Phillies with 10 games left in the season. Uh very exciting right now. And they're in the midst of a 10-game road trip. You got three in Chicago where you are right now. Of course, then it's DC for four. Then it's Houston for three. Hard to know what Houston's going to look like at that point. Yeah. You know, how much they're going to be. Yeah, they can clinch tonight if they if, if everything falls right. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. good for the Phillies. Um, yeah. But the question I have, Tom, is, you know, this Cubs team, as bad as the record may say, two things. One, they did sweep the Phillies when they played them here following the All-Star break. Two, they've won five of six. This yeah. isn't going to be, I think, the rollover that maybe some yeah. people anticipate. No, I don't. I don't think so either, Rob. I mean, I think that the Phillies realize that too. I mean, they're they're taking this with a lot of respect. I mean, it's freezing here right now in Chicago too. It's not baseball weather, so both teams will have to deal with that. And I do think that that is going to play somewhat of a factor. I can't imagine, although it is pretty windy. I haven't looked at the ballpark yet to see where the wind is blowing, but uh, I think this is the first cold weather night we've had since April, and I don't even think we had many of those in April. So, um, you know, they've won six of ten. You know, they've got Stroman going tonight. He's not good at Wrigley Field. He just isn't. Um, so they got that going for them. Uh, but they also have Zach, Zach Wheeler going, who is probably stretched out to go five. But um, still, that's only five for him. So they're going to have – there's a lot of things they have to lean on. I'm excited about it, though, because this is um, this is a different feel than we've had the last couple of years when we've been in this race. Tom, Tom how, how concerned should we be about this Phillies pitching staff? 
in a lot of ways because it's like a Jekyll and Hyde staff, you know. Mm. One night they, they 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 come out and they get the job done. The next night, you, you don't know what you're going to get from these guys. And when I look at this this race to the finish line, to me it's like a three-horse uh, thoroughbred race. You know, you got the Phillies and the Padres jockeying for position as they turn the fire pole to head down to the final stretch. You got the Brewers are trying to come up on yeah. the outside to overtake them. <laughs> You know, the one game separating, the, you know, these guys back and forth. Are, are you as concerned as, as a lot of us on the outside looking in or about this pitching staff heading down the stretch? Well, they, they had such a good run, uh, Gunner. I mean, they, they were averaging, the starters were averaging a little more than six innings per outing from the yeah. All-Star break until probably about the third week in August. So that's that's diminished somewhat now. Mm-hmm. Some of it's by design because they've been trying to give these guys somewhat of a break when they have a lead. Uh, Ranger Suarez only going six in the mm-hmm. one game where he had the lead and probably could have gone longer, things like that. Um, I think the guy tonight is a key, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he continues to get healthy and throws 98-99 like he did the last outing, uh, then I think we're okay. But I do agree with you. There's some inconsistency. I think some of it has to do from a bullpen standpoint to Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, it's a yes. really important piece to the puzzle that has to be good in order for this team to be good. So, um yeah, I think inconsistent is a good way of putting it in September, uh, mm-hmm. but I still feel good about it. Um, I don't like that they're on the road for 10 days, yeah. but I also understand that this is just the way that the hand is dealt. You know, the Brewers are home for their last nine. We're on the mm-hmm. road for their last 10. Uh, just got to take, got to, got to win the series. Got to win the series here, win the series in Washington. I think, I think six wins will do it. Um, five might even do it. The fact that they have the tiebreaker over the Brewers and the Padres is really big because one and a half really is two and a half. So um, I, I did walk away Sunday. I, I, I will admit this. I walked away Sunday disappointed because I really felt like that game on Sunday would have been the exclamation point to me. Uh, two and a half with the tiebreaker going into this road trip is much better than one and a half. But I like this clubhouse, you know, I really do. I think that they're they're out there hitting right now. I mean, they left many of them about a half hour ago, 45 minutes ago on the early bus, and they're already out there hitting. That's good. That is a good sign for sure. Tom, let me ask you, um, your sense of who would close. Now, you mentioned Sir Anthony. He just doesn't appear to have the same command that he's had for most of the year for whatever reason. Brad Hand, we know, is banged up. Uh, You know, it, it feels to me like it's Alvarado, but I guess what I'm asking is what do you think Thompson would do if it's a playoff setting or a game tonight where you, you know, you're protecting a one run lead. Who's the guy? Yeah, I, I think it could be any number of three. It could be Sir Anthony, it could be Alvarado, or it could be David Robertson. I really think it's going to depend on matchups because if there's a, if there's a sense that the eighth inning has these lefty matchups for Alvarado, then he's going to pitch the eighth inning mm. and then Sir Anthony will pitch the ninth inning. Um, I think it's going to go on matchups, but I do think that Rob threw Alvarado in the ninth inning the other day to close out that game for an inning and a third because he wanted him to understand that he's good enough to pitch in the ninth inning. Uh, and he showed that emotion at the end. And I thought psychologically that was a really important move. Listen, I mean, he's arguably, I'm not saying he is, the best left-handed relief pitcher in baseball since his, re, his re-arrival uh, from the minor leagues. I don't think anybody can question it. I mean, his mm-hmm. ERA is 1.35, his strikeout, strikeouts per nine are almost unbelievable um i really i mean i know it's hard to imagine for phillies fans who've watched him for the last couple years but he really has been that good what has been what do you think has been the biggest reason for his turnaround 
I think he's pitching backwards, Gunner. Honestly, I mean, and it may sound now sound strange because ninety five to one hundred and two is still pretty darn good, but <laughs> he's throwing the cutter uh, instead of the instead of the four seamer more often. So mm. it's like a um, it's like Trevor Hoffman throwing the changeup more often than the fastball. So for him, that cutter, which he taught him taught himself with the help of Caleb Cotham um, during the offseason, just fooled around with the grip. They finally got him to realize that it's a good enough pitch that he can just throw it. I mean, not necessarily like Mariano Rivera, but just throw it. Mm-hmm. And it's been it's been life changing for him. I mean, you know, no matter what it is down the road, Phillies, whoever else, the man's going to make a lot of money because mm-hmm. he's a left hander and throws 102. Um, there's not many guys that can do that as a relief pitcher. Tom, I, I'll tell you, stay with the pitching for a second. The 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 return of Zach Eflin's been really interesting. Yeah. And and he's, you know, again, I, I really thought Thompson did a great job using Alvarado in that spot, but also sort of coaching that like it was a playoff game and managing it like it was a playoff game. And and, and Eflin's, you know, starting to get some, you know, critical moments here. It isn't just mop up duty or hey, let's get an inning under his belt. He could be massive here in the playoffs for Huge. this team. You know, uh, Rob, I, I think he can because I think you have an early hook in the playoffs. I really do. I think that there are times where guys, if he gives up a couple runs, particularly in the wild card series, you're like, I got to go get him. And then you can put F1 in for two innings, maybe stabilize things a little bit. Or you can throw him in the seventh or eighth inning if you want to. Or you can throw him for multiple innings if you want to. His sinker is is working right now. It's And it's going at 95, 96, which is a way better sinker than 92. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, I got to tell you, He's one of the the more special people that you'll ever meet. Um, he is so down to earth and at peace with himself uh, because, you know, he cost himself some cash this year. Yeah. I mean, he did. He had a chance to probably sign a longer deal. He signed, a, you know, the two-year deal, one year with the, with the option. Um, pretty good chance he, the option's not picked up because he, mm. if the knee is chronic, you know, then that's going to be problematic. But if he shows that it's that he can sustain it, uh, then it'll be fine. But yeah, I think he's a huge weapon, particularly in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the other thing, Tom. I'm 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 looking at it from an offensive perspective, and Real Muto's just been. You talk about second half with Alvarado. Yeah. How about the second half with Real Muto? It's just been unreal. Yeah, you know, and I think for him, he he just has gone back to the basics for mm-hmm. him. Um, he tried something different at the start of the year, and it just didn't work. And he probably stayed with it a little too long. And now the leg kick is back to his normal leg kick, you know, the way he stands, he's sort of standing with his, with both eyes facing the pitcher. You know, a lot of times you sit there and you have both eyes facing the pitcher, but there's, there's a tendency to, to leave one out, but he's facing, you know, it's just, and he's healthy behind the plate. So his throws have been just, it's the, it's the best performance I've ever seen defensively throwing guys out. Uh, for any catcher, including himself, when he won the Gold Glove a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's Johnny Bench kind of stuff. It really is yeah. for 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 my yeah. for their, our older school yeah. people. <laughs> I think you can say the same thing about Veerling too. I mean, you know, one game he goes five for five. Significant yeah. reason why he wins that game. Next game he hits the sack fly to hit the team win a one nothing game. How much has he meant to the back end of of this lineup? I think all the kids, um, the kiddie pool, the daycare, whatever you want to call them. Um, <laughs> I think they've all been just remarkable. You know, you can't win a division or get into the postseason or potentially win a World Series if you do not have homegrown talent. You just can't do it. Right. Um, you know, you think about the Yankees with Jeter and those guys and the Phillies with Rollins and Utley and Howard. You can't win a title without having homegrown guys. Now, these guys are not Utley, Howard, Rollins yet. 
And I don't know if they'll ever be that way. But I, I think that Matty has played way more than anybody anticipated, and he's held his own. He's had a good September, too. I think Stott has been remarkable mm-hmm. uh, since his average dipped into the low 100s. Um, that's a huge hole to dig out of. Uh, and I think everybody else, I think Maton's been good. Munoz is kind of a veteran from the Cardinals, but he's still new to the organization. Yeah, they need it. They needed this uh, because they would not have been able to overcome the injuries of Segura, Harper, uh, Castellanos, who should be activated tonight. You know, that's they, they could not overcome those injuries without these guys. Tom, he went yard Saturday, and I'm thinking maybe that's the impetus to kind of get him going a little bit. But it's it's been a real struggle for Bryce Harper since he came back. Yeah. Do you feel like he's kind of coming around a little bit? I know Thompson lauded his at bats the other night as well. Yeah, I, I do. I, you know, I think he's, I think it's, I think he's putting too much pressure on himself, honestly. Yeah. Um, he wants this so badly. It's not because the nationals won the title a couple of years ago and he wants to prove a point. He just wants it. He just is a competitor. Uh, you know, the, the thumb may be bothering him a little bit. I mean, it, it, it's, it's funny. He took, a, a shot about a week and a half ago where he, he got jammed and we thought he hurt his side. I'm like, Oh no, it was his thumb. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just sort of that sort of shock absorber effect. I just think he's trying too hard right now, but I do. The one thing I, I will say about Bryce and I, and, and I, I think this is more about him than anybody else is that he can figure it out in the middle of an at bat, which I thought he did with that home run. So he walked, thought he figured something out. And then he hit the home run and, and you could see, he was like, okay, all right, I got this. I can, so maybe he's closer. Opposite field home runs are a great indication of that. So. All right. I want to put you on the spot. Who's your one most favorite player on this team? Uh, boy, that's a great question. I love Bryce. We text back and forth all the time. <laughs> Reese Hoskins. That's a hard one. I would say Reese's. Um, okay. Yeah. Reese is probably my favorite guy. He's just my go-to guy for anything I need. Um, but I do love Veerling makes me laugh. Uh, Maton's wacky. Um, yeah, but I think I think it's got to be it got to be Reese. I've known him for so you know he's like the senior guy. He's yeah. the senior dude on this team. So yeah, I would say it's him. You know, Wheeler and I have a really good relationship too. Um, he's quiet, but uh, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys this story. So you know, we're doing the game earlier this year, and Eflin's is it Eflin? No, he's pitching. But I, I said, Zach Eflin goes seven shutout innings. And then the next day I'm walking by and he goes, hey, Tim, what's going on? I said, hey, Zach. I said did you say that? Because I said you were Eflin. He goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, that's a trick. <laughs> I wouldn't think that with him. No. He seems like a real just sort of flat yeah. liar, Tom. Yeah, yeah, publicly. He, he's a good yeah. dude. But Reese is probably my favorite. He's my go-to guy. That's funny. Uh, all right. So we know you also, in addition to the great work you do with the Phillies, you, you call a lot of NFL games as well. CBS, Westwood One, et cetera. You've done a couple Jags games, right, yeah. thus far? Yeah, I did the Jags-Colts game. Um, yeah. They're for real, guys. I mean, they are. You know, mm-hmm. I think the Colts show that the Colts are a better team than they, they were the first two weeks of the season. There's right. still some flaws there. But they're not putting Lawrence in a position where he has to throw it 40 yards down the field. He can, but everything's underneath. He's, he's, hitting, he's hitting Ingram. Christian Kirk could be the best free agent signing uh, or pickup along with AJ Brown. Um, he's special and it, it's making Marvin Jones better. Mm-hmm. They got a hard runner and Robinson and the ETN guy. I mean, he's fast as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I said this when Joe Girardi took over for the Phillies and I, I really meant it and I didn't mean it as a knock against Gabe, but it's the same scenario. 
but probably even drastically more. The Jags have an adult in the room now. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, Doug's got everything. Yeah, I mean, you guys know Doug. I mean, he's got yeah. everything where it needs to be. You know, the schedule, you know, there's the way yeah, he's there's a, there's a culture things. there, right, with Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I thought they should have had it with Gus Bradley, uh, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't. They just were – they're bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the Urban Meyer thing was – we were, I did a couple of their games last year when he was coaching, and he was fine. He was great to talk to, but mm-hmm. there was something lacking there. It's not lacking anymore. And, hey, and you know the other thing, too? Their linebackers. Woo. Uh, Devin Lloyd. Hello. I mean, <laughs> you you cannot you will not find a trio or I guess you could say a a, a quartet because you got to throw somebody else in there. I mean, those guys are the two rookies. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Allen playing for a contract. Mm-hmm. Pretty good team. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Todd. Like this is a six and a half point spread. That feels that feels heavy, man. I know I know yeah. everybody's everybody's excited about the Eagles, rightfully so, but. I think this is a danger zone here kind of game. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be. But but I will say this. I do think that Jalen is a, a year ahead of Lawrence as far as development goes, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So Trevor's still he's, – he's really good. He's been really good. Um, but I do think that the Eagles are a better team, but you cannot sleep on this squad. You really can't. I mean, you know, they're putting up numbers, and, and he – he doesn't like they're they're he's at the point where he's just throwing it and letting them get open instead of waiting for them to get open and throwing it. Mm-hmm. So when you click when that clicks for a quarterback, and I think it did for Jalen too, even on the Devontae Smith throw the other day. Um, that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal in the NFL. Hey Tom, when you talk about this Jacksonville team, which which side to you is better, the mm-hmm. offensive line or the defensive line? Um that's a really good question, Derek. Uh I'm going to say that their defense is better, but it's mm. it's not necessarily because of the line. It's because of those linebackers because they, you know, it's a three-four, so they're up. Yeah, in some yeah. ways. So I kind of look at Allen being on the defensive line a little bit too. Uh, I like it. I like their defense an awful lot, um, but their offensive line is definitely better. It really is. I mean, Saffold and people like that. I mean, it's a it's definitely a better offensive line. Mm. Tom, I, I got to go back to Sunday. So you guys had the was it two hours and change rain delay? Yeah, yeah. Longer than that? Yeah, it's 206, I think. So I, I'm, I, people are always fascinated by this. So are you watching NFL football in between? Like, what, what's well, the move during I, that I, break? I get bored really, 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 really easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wander. I do. Okay. I, I, we watch. We were watching the golf. Mm-hmm. We watched the NFL. Um, we have so many different TVs. So in our office, Mike and John were watching the, the golf. Because uh, the NFL, I mean, the Eagles game was kind of in hand at that point. Yeah. In our booth, the crew was watching the Eagle game. Everybody was there, cameramen and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I would wander. I wandered into the radio booth because Patrick, my son, was filling the uh, air, t- filling the rain delay time. So I was right. in there like, giving him a hard time and stuff like that. And um, then we got Shake Shack. So that that ended wow. everything. We were yeah, in the office. See, yeah. I was going to say. You just appealed the gunner right there. Yeah. Just oh, I, I, you just got my – I was going to say, you mean to tell me you don't venture out on the concourse maybe get I some did, bowls, actually. barbecue, I did. cheese no, I did. I, I met a – there was a woman, Bernadette, and I can't remember her last name. She was celebrating her 60th birthday. And Rob Brooks said that uh, they asked if I would come out and take a photo. So I went out to the Hall of Fame Club with that crew. Um uh, turned out about eight beers, 
and uh, took photos with them and then took some photos with others. And I kind of like that stuff. I do that on off days, like for on the road, I wander around the stadium and just yeah. say, I sit and watch games with where people are and uh, take photos and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I get bored really easy. It's probably, you know, why um, when the season's over, I mean, I don't work as much as I used to, but I, I sometimes long for games because I get so bored. Mm. How um you, you brought up your son Patrick who does a phenomenal job. He he's the voice of Lehigh Valley, but he also fills in if you're if you're away and, and it's kind of a you know domino effect. Bransky will jump over to the TV side, mm-hmm. etc. And he's excellent, by the way. Um, Thanks, Rob. Do you guys at, at, even at this juncture will you still like sit down and so, not not air check with him necessarily, but will you guys go over like the finer points? Is it still that way even at this point? I will if I hear something, but I am okay. in that camp that he doesn't, he hears enough from me about, okay. um, and he has for his whole life about cleaning his room and doing all these other things. I mean, he's 27, so he doesn't hear that anymore. He doesn't even live with us anymore. So, um, so Dan Schulman listened to his stuff last week and he gave him some tidbits. I like it when others do it yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they don't need to hear from me all the time. Although there's certain things I heard that I said, hey, this was really good. I would add this um, just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of put it in his head a little bit. So he appreciated that. Um, I help him with football because his football is really good. Um, yeah. You know, he does Princeton. And so, I, yeah, I, I will help him, but I really try to let him organically figure it out because I think it's the only way for him to figure out his style, you know, is to try to, you know, uh, I've never been a parachute father. You know, I've never toyed with anything athletically for any of my boys or, or my daughters. I just got to go and enjoy it and watch it. And then I'll, I'll say stuff, but I don't really dive into it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I, I think he's, I think he's been great. I mean, you know, it's he hard. I'm, I'm trying to be objective with it, but man, he's, he's, I, I got to the big leagues at 32. He's 27 and he's so far ahead of me right now. It's all right to be a proud papa. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with bragging on your kids. He's got great <laughs> <Yeah>. hair. <laughs> he's got great hair. Yeah, I got to give him that one, Tom. You know, he's, he's, he's got you there. I mean, that, that's. He's got my brother, my older brother, and my younger brother's hair. I mean, it just doesn't move. It doesn't yeah. move. Hey, hey, Tom, doing what you've done for as long as you have and as accomplished as you are, both calling baseball and football games, are, are there things about what you do that you, you're still not satisfied with? You know, oh, we always say we're our own worst. We're our own worst critics. All you the know, time. My, yeah. my wife gets on me because I don't. I don't listen to a lot of my broadcasts. I don't want to listen mm-hmm. to me. I don't want to hear my voice. You know. And she yeah. goes, "Well, you should do this. You should hear this. Did you? Did you know you said that?" I'm like, "No." Uh, you know. She goes, "Well, you should. So you don't do this. Or you should do okay. this better." Oh, do you have any flaws in your game? Well, I think we all do. Um, yeah. I, my, you know, my biggest flaw is that um, I point out the flaws. Uh, and okay. I just don't enjoy it. Um, my wife says it to me all the time. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I we're on for three hours a night live and stuff comes out that a is wrong mm-hmm. or it's misconstrued. Um, it used to it used to really bother me because I'd, I'd watch every one of my games after the game was over. I don't do okay. that anymore. Okay. I don't do that anymore because I always feel like, all right, well, tomorrow's another day like the other day. So we're 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 doing the the game and and for some reason I had a brain fart that I um, you know we took the lead in the bottom of the fifth and in my mind I'm like well it's over and then Mike Mike and John and I are talking about it and we're like well is it over it's one of those that I knew it was over but I wasn't sure if it was over right. what's that meaning if the game was called 
Yeah, it was. You have to treat it like yeah. the bottom of the ninth inning. So right. I will. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Gunnar. I really try to understand and know the rules. Okay. Um, and I knew that one, but I, I didn't. What I didn't convince myself of it because mm-hmm. we had it earlier this year, and um, that bothered me after the during the rain delay. And during that rain delay, I was like, "We got to continue, man. I, I can't have this hanging over my head." Hmm. Um, it sounds strange. I mean, I'm yeah. 54. I've done a million games, but I you strive for perfection yeah. with the understanding that you will not reach it, but you can still strive for it. Um, hmm. And that is what gets me rolling, honestly. It's a great lesson. That's a great lesson. All right, the, the most important question, Tom. You're, you're in Chicago. Yeah, uh, we need to know the best place to eat. In oh. Chicago, in your estimation. Well, all right. What's so, number one? A lot to choose from. There, there are. So, um, there's a there's like three deep dish places right outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giordano's is right here, uh, and I didn't go there today. I almost did because if I have it, I'd be asleep by <laughs> two o'clock. You'd be done uh, for the night. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if you guys know this story, but there's a guy by the name of Stan Stan's Donuts in Westwood. Uh, California. And I became really good friends with him. He has these unbelievably delectable donuts, the peanut butter and jelly and um, peanut butter and banana. You know, one of them's named after John Wooden. The other one's named after Mariska Hargaday. I thought I thought he was going to name the peanut butter and jelly one after me because I ordered so many of them. (laughs) So every time we would be in, in, in Los Angeles, I would go every day and get three dozen Stan's donuts. And he'd be there. And, and he's a Philly guy. Ah, okay. Born and raised in Philly and moved out there after the, uh, I think he said after the war. So anyway, so we became really good friends. I have him shipped all over the place for people because I love him so much. There's a Stan's Donuts. It's apparently franchised Well, when he Ooh. shut it down. It's Ooh. a block from here. So I've only had two so far, but they don't have the peanut butter and jelly. And the guy apologized to me today about that. So he's going to try to get them for tomorrow. Okay. So, so, so you haven't been, you, have you been to Ditka Steakhouse? Have you been to Bandera? I, I like Ditka's. Um, okay. I, I love Gibson's. Gibson's, yep. Uh, and I know that's sort of uh, touristy, yeah. but it's so good. And if you go with Sarge, you you go out three pan sizes heavier, bigger than when you are going in because the, the desserts are freaking to, 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 to die for. To yeah. die for. Um, I do like Gibson's a lot. Um, yeah, I'll go all over the place. I mean, Giordano's to me is great. Um, I think it's Dewey's, D-U-E. I think it's Dewey's, another deep dish place, which I really like. That's here yeah. too. So. Is the move to eat before the broadcast or eat after the broadcast, Tom? What's the you know? I I ate already today. I probably will not eat anything for the rest of the day because I didn't get a chance to work out today. And um, I went to dinner in Bordentown, New Jersey last night. They have all these great restaurants in Bordentown, and my stomach feels like it's eight sizes bigger than (laughs) it was when I went to bed last night. I hear you. You know, one of my favorite places in Chicago is one of the simplest places, uh, the Weber Grill, right downtown. Where it's a block. Oh, man. I'm pointing pointing like it's it's right there. (laughs) They have the best grilled burgers and grilled hot dogs and fries that I've had anywhere. They can compare to anywhere, man. But that's one of my favorite places. It's inexpensive. It's great, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Who's with you tonight, Tom? Who's in the booth with you? Uh, Ruben is with me. And I have to thank him because he said, hey, we should bring the winter coats. And I said, we don't need the winter coats. He goes, I don't know. We should probably bring them. We brought them. And I'm thankful that we brought them because it's it's probably wind chill wise right now in the the 40s. 
So. Ooh, that's why I'm from the Midwest, but I can't live in the Midwest anymore. I'm from Wisconsin. I will not live in Wisconsin. That Lake Michigan Hawk, man, when it starts rolling in. It's September, rolling. Oh, yeah, right now. yeah no man, thing. that is no joke. Yeah. No, it's All right, rolling Tom, right we, we are looking forward to a time. It's 7.40 start for the next two nights, and then it's 2.20 uh, Eastern time uh, on Thursday. And then so, fingers crossed this weekend that the storm eludes us and we're not, you know, jumping all over the place. Yeah, oh, well yeah. said. Yeah, so, oh, good yeah point. it could be really sketchy in, the, in, wow. in where you're going to be in this area on Saturday, yeah. you know, somewhere around there. But yeah, absolutely. Tom, listen, thanks for a couple minutes, man. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, brother. Call tonight. All right, all right yep, you we'll got it. This Tom McCarthy. Great, good double dip there, Gunner. We get a little football insight with yeah, the Jags man. with him and, and a little Phillies, right? And food. So, you know, we got a trifecta. I, I, but I t- now I'm starved. Okay, I, mean, I love I'm, Chicago restaurants. They are woo. off the charts. A lot Chicago of is a really fun town. The only Absolutely. drawback is the cold. That's the only drawback yes. in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Um, the good thing about it is though, their September. Some Septembers you get a warm spell. It's warm all the way through September, mm-hmm. and then you get some like this. It's still September, and that hawk starts blowing off Lake Michigan. It's like. Man, get me the heck out of there. there. There's a difference between Midwest cold and East Coast cold. And yeah. I'm telling you, that no. Midwest cold pierces your body a lot deeper than East Coast cold. Yeah, I don't need in, in the 40s on September 27th. Sorry. No, no thanks. That's like Buffalo. You know? Yeah. No. I'm good. All right, let's step aside here. We'll come back. NFL talk, Derek. There's there's some a couple stories, some news stuff that we'll dig into. And we're going to go pleasant surprises versus disappointments through the first three games. We will dig mm. into that okay. as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett's off today. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted tree off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So you have any types of issues with a tree or a, or a bush in your yard, or on your property. If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware as well. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we are right here, unfortunately, in that hurricane season, as we know, okay? It's a great time to get your trees evaluated. See if you may have to take one down, trim it back a little bit. You go to their Facebook page, their Instagram page for a sampling of their work or a little bit more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-284-48. excuse me, 850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. 
sure our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. everybody sports take on this tuesday hope you're doing well we appreciate you hanging out with us i am rob ellis along with Derek gunn barrett on assignment uh getting his picture taken you know the, the paparazzi you know how barrett is he's he's got those model looks yeah Derek. you know they're just they're all over him that's just the what? way it works did you say model um i did, did. yes yes okay you it- disagree I'm not saying anything because no matter what I say, it's going to be taken the wrong way. So I'll just go with what you said. Okay. All right. All right. He he will every all these will get all these words will get back to him. He, they there will be reports. I'm just saying. Um, all right. So a couple things to uh, hit here. First one on a, on a pretty serious note here, Derek. Uh, Miles Garrett uh, got into a car accident leaving the practice yeah. facility mm-hmm. yesterday in Cleveland. Uh, the car did a couple of flips. Thankfully. Went to the hospital. There was no broken bones and actually was released today. So that, man, that could have been way worse than what how, it turned out. How be. fast are you going when your car flipped a couple of times? I, that's a great question. I, I, I can't answer that. I, I, don't. I, I don't understand that because we, we hear about this stuff happening too much with athletes and entertainers. And we understand you like your toys. Yeah, yeah um, it was a Porsche. She was driving a okay, 2021 Porsche. And see, that's it's always a speed car, and I don't understand. Is it is it really that important for you to experience that adrenaline rush? Because what if you had taken out somebody else as well? I mean, think about you know the the football player for the Raiders. You know, right. he's speeding, right? And uh, I believe what he killed his girlfriend, well, and, and he he was drunk too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. and he killed the girl. And there was none of that with this. Let's be clear. no, not with that. Yeah, but we hear about this too. 
It's it, dude. Every day on the news, you hear about devastating accidents, and I'm not. I'm not like one of these, like pedestrian drivers. But I don't do anything that puts myself at risk in any way, shape, or form. Right. I don't care what kind of car I'm driving, man. I don't need to go that fast just to see if I can get a car to go that fast. I really yeah. don't. You yeah. can have a tire blowout, uh, something unnoticed on the road you could hit. It causes you to spin out anything. It's like you have to – I always tell my kids, always be a defensive, offensive driver. You know, you know, do what you have to do, but do it within the guidelines so that it's not you that could cause something devastating to you, someone in your car, or someone else on the road. Yeah. I just – I don't get it, man. I really don't. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so, the, look, the 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 important thing is he's okay. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see how this this goes forward with him, progresses with him. But out of the hospital is a good sign, you, yes. know, you know, for sure. Yes. Um, so a couple other things. Uh, and this you'll, you can relate to this one. So Clay Matthews always thought he'd play his entire career with the Packers, was disappointed yeah. that it didn't end that way. Yeah. He, you know, he's officially retired now, but uh, – this was 2018. Was that his last year in Green Bay? And then he went to the Rams right after that. Bounced around. He did go to the Rams after that. Can't remember what year he left. Yeah, and w- and he's from LA originally, so right. I don't know if it was right. you know that big a deal. But you know he was he was a little bit disappointed in the, in the way that 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 uh, that shook out. But still, guy had a hell of a career. Uh oh, seems that Rob's having a. Having a few issues uh, with his internet. Hopefully, we can uh, get him back. Guys, me and you, brother. I don't know what happened. Uh, yesterday it was me. Today it's it's Rob Xander. It's just one of those kind of weeks, man. Yeah, uh, you know, know where where modern technology has betrayed us. Gunner, uh, in, we are all subject to what the Wi-Fi gods have in store, brother. I know, man. I know. But you, let's go back to your team for a moment. You being the consummate Eagles fan, um, and that you're. And by the way. Xander does an incredible job. Xander does an incredible job of producing just about every show there is to produce on the Jacob platform. He's behind the scenes for our, our pre and post game shows. He produces this show. He produces Dan Cilio's show. I know he's only 24, but at some point you have to sleep. I don't know if you sleep. You just hang upside down and recharge or what? Gunnar, I love what I do, dude. We talk Eagles all day. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a blessing, honestly, to work in this in this industry. I love it. So, so give me your perspective, not from a fan, but as a as an observer of what you've seen from this Eagles team so far. You're, Gunner, you're you like Bam made. I love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I really he really took the step though this year that I did not expect him to take, which is the throwing the ball accurate on time. I'm yeah. I'm totally in on Jalen Hurts right now. With his mindset, I think he can be really good. Are you one of these guys who's already letting the word franchise slip out of your mouth? Are you going to wait a few more games before you utter that word? I'll let them deal with all that. But, look, if he plays like this all year, uh-huh. I mean, what's the case no against him? No question about you know, it. It's not like it's a world where there's where there's quarterbacks falling off trees. You know, everyone can do it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's slim pickings in the NFL when you look at the caliber of quarterbacks, there's only a couple that can really do it. So if he, if he can keep this up, I really think they can be good. Cause you look around the talent, you guys, I listen to you guys talk about it all yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, they got more talent than I think maybe anyone in the league. I, I really believe that. It's hard if to Jalen argue Hurts against can play good. Yeah. 
I mean, the sky is truly the limit for this team. I, they, they're, they're going far. If, if, you know, there's a lot of stuff that hinges on injury stuff. I get it. But look, I'm speaking like a fan, honestly, but yeah. look, they look good, man. They look good. So we, we, we look at the offensive prowess of this team and, and we, we, had, we give Nick Sirianni a lot of the credit for being the architect of this offense. But as you heard me say on this show, I think Shane Steichen needs to get his props. You know, it started last year. It has accelerated this year, obviously with a better collection of players to play with. But I think Shane Steichen is a guy who should be considered right now one of the better offensive minds in the game. Yeah, he looks good, man. The, the play calling looks good. And <clears throat> you can even go back to last year. If I know it kind of came out this summer that Shane took over the play calling last year. And that's really when the offense got good. You know, you can argue about how they did it, running the ball, sure. passing the ball. Absolutely. But still, they, you know, the product, the production was there. The wins were there. So I, I definitely would give him give him a lot of credit for sure. And now, but good. You, you work you work so much. Will you ever get to a game this year? No. No, no, you deserve a day off. Why don't you say, you know what? Your dad's the CEO. You know, you got carte blanche with the the company. Why don't you say, you know what, dad? I'm mentally burned out. I need to relax. I like working, Gunner. I I know you do. Working. I like, I like building. I love what we do. I really do. But you know what? I don't have any desire to go to the game when we're doing a show as big as we are with Seth Joyner, Mike Missinelli, Derek Gunn, Devin Caney. I mean, I'm fired up. I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. You know what happens with a workaholic, right? They get burned out eventually. Well, you see what I'm saying? We got summers. I mean, it's, it's every, everybody needs a mental break every now and then there's nothing wrong with you putting on your fandom cap and just slipping into a stadium to be a part of the ambiance of a stadium. There's nothing wrong with that. Just say, you know, dad, I need one day off just one day. You know, I'm good, brother. Huh? I promise I'm good. Do you have a life outside of your job? Absolutely. But you do? Yeah. I like building the business, man. It's me, my family, and this is what we do all day, every day. It's amazing. When you look at this Eagles schedule, is there a team on this schedule? You heard Rob talk about how the Eagles are currently favored in every game for the rest of this season. Is there one or two teams on this schedule when you look at it? Now, obviously – you go by it. You go by the mindset of any given Sunday, anything can happen. But is there one team you look at matchup for matchup that that worries you about this uh, when it comes to playing the Eagles? Well, I see everything through like the Jacob scope, where I'm kind okay. of looking at where's the best game. Where here's Rob. We got Rob back. Let's bring him back in. But Gunner, I think this. Uh, I think this Doug Peebol. I think this Doug Peebol, dude. Right. Right. Weekend. He ditched me. He tried He's to ditch my me. Favorite coach of all time. I don't care. I love you, Doug Nick. Peterson. With what you're doing, I love Doug. He's the only guy that lifted for our city. He's you, my guy. I you love, love you love Doug more than Andy. I want us to beat him, but I think we shouldn't sleep on that team. I think he's going to turn them around pretty quick. Yeah, I do too. I think it's, I think it's a year sooner than a lot of people thought. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, they're going to be the talk of the league uh, before this season is over. I mean, what's yeah. not to, I mean, I don't know how you can't appreciate this guy. He wins a Super Bowl. Exactly. He won a playoff game the next year too, by the way, yeah, absolutely. and almost, you know, won a couple and yeah, things went sideways. It happens, but to me, it's all love, man. I Doug mean, Peebles. look, the benefit of hindsight, you're it's always 2020. Yeah. But, but look at, look at the, the guy who really, you could argue is the reason that Doug didn't work here. Carson Wentz. Yep. Yeah. Hasn't worked yeah. in Indianapolis. And it's already off to a bad start in Washington. Yeah, Washington. Are we sure? You know what I mean? Like, I, maybe it was that was the crux of the problem. 
Doug got thrown into the fire, obviously, because of it. The organization went their way, but I'll always have that. I buy it, man. Do, I think do you right. th- I'm gonna, let me ask both of you this. But um, Do you think Doug would get that kind of love coming back here? Because I'm assuming he's going to get a standing ovation. People are just going to embrace him. I do would, would you think he would have got that same kind of love had he gone to the Giants, Washington, or Dallas? Um, yes. Uh, you guys yeah. are native Philadelphians, so no, that's why I asked you this I, I, I would say this. I think he gets an ovation, and they do a little video tribute, but it's, it's, it's a, little a little bit of a quicker ovation. Yeah, it's a quicker one, and it's a little more muted if it's the Cowboys, certainly, or the Giants or Washington. It, because uh, it's Jacksonville, that's non-threatening. Right according to, you know, the way Eagles fans view it. I don't mean the, this game itself, but I'm just generally, it's like, all right, Embracing Jackson, Doug, yeah. Yeah. I, I would go so far as to say, if he had taken a Dallas job, Ooh. if it was available, I would say you would hear as many boos as you did cheers on Sunday. because I Just because he's a Dallas. cheers got out, yeah, I yeah, think you might yeah. be right. Yeah, the second the game started, it would be on. It would be on if it was the Cowboys. It's still yeah, going to be on Eagle if it's the Jets. Really reacted to Jason Peters signing in Dallas. They would uh, definitely uh, not be happy with the head coach. Yeah, no, no question yeah. about that. Gee. No, it's true. The, Dallas uh, is the one thing that can offset everything. Good, the rest of the show. All right, all right, Xander. Thanks. All right, Z. But that's that's the, the Cowboys are like the ultimate offsetter. You know, okay. if anything happens, that's you know? taboo in Eagles yeah. in Eagles world. Yeah, that's the one taboo team. Any anybody else open game except Dallas? True, very true. Okay. All, right. All right, so we're in the midst of it. Look, good news, Miles Garrett. Okay, we, we, it yep. looks like he's yep. going to be okay. We don't. I have no idea status wise or any of that. I just right. glad, glad the guy's out of the hospital. Um, anybody who's been tracking this, Derek, or paying attention to this, um, scary stuff here. Hurricane Ian yes. is a Category Two. This is no joke. Uh, they've been getting hit with it. Uh, you know, Bahamas and. You know, over there you know, in the in the West Indies, you know, big time, um, and the Bucks actually are moved from their practice facility in Tampa down to Miami because they're not. It's not going to be as harsh there, but they're going to practice down there this week. And when you when you said that off the top of the show, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Usually, when it's th- these things come up, Miami gets hit harder, and by the time it moves up to to, to Tampa, Jacksonville, it's not as devastating as it was when it hits that Miami area. But you're telling me from the way at the angle in which it's coming that Tampa is more in line of getting squashed more so than. But this could affect a lot of different sports, you know, not just not just football. And then we hear about it's it, the aftermath is it could be coming up. Well, it's coming up the coast. Yeah. The Carolinas are on alert. Virginia's on alert. Yeah. It could come all the way up here in sure. terms of because what I saw earlier uh, in the week was when it gets here, we could get two to four inches of rain. And winds anywhere from 40 to 60 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, that winds down there, they're talking about 80 to 100 mile an hour winds. But still, the strength of this thing to where we could be getting 40 to 60 mile an hour winds up here. No joke. You know, that I mean, no jeez. Yeah, it's very serious. Um, and actually, in fact, South Carolina and South Carolina State were set to play on yeah. Saturday. That game's now on uh, Thursday. I think they moved that thing. Jeez. To. Well, parts of Florida, people are already being evacuated. Yes. You know, they've already been evacuated. Well, I know the University of Tampa sent everybody home. My, my, da- my daughter's friend goes there, and she's back in this area because they sent them home. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Man, that's and scary. They ha- Here's the interesting thing to this. Uh, it's related to the Bucks. They play Sunday night against the Chiefs. Yes. They still have not done anything with that. They're, Sunday looks like it's going to – whatever, whatever okay is. Looks like it's not going to be as bad. So I think they're going to try and keep these two teams away from there 
as long as they can and then play the game. Yeah. You could be man. playing in a quagmire on That's Sunday night. No joke, man. That I mean, was... that that is pretty serious. So, uh, like another one, uh, Florida and Eastern Washington yeah. has been pushed from Saturday to Sunday. How weird is that? You can play a college football game on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Noon. Yeah. In the, in How many swamp. people are going to be watching that game compared to all the NFL games that are out there? You know who's going to be watching it? The people who are there. That's about it. Yeah, you yeah. Know I mean? and the people who are loyal to those universities—that's about it. Yeah, if you went, if you're a grad of either one of those, yeah. So that—that's strange, man. That's but you got you got to be careful. You can't mess around with this stuff. No, no. Um, staying in Florida here, Tua is not in any type of concussion protocol. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, mm-hmm. they're going to stick with the back theory. All right. You yeah. Know, who who I, are we to judge or to argue? I know what I saw. And I know what happens, and and anytime I've seen it in the past when a player wobbles like that, that's yep. automatically a concussion protocol. Plus, that man went to the locker room and came back out. Yeah, and they let him play. Little and fishy, so, little fishy. If, if that's Sorry. the story they're gonna. Well, you know what? I'll buy it after the NFL, after the league office and the NFLPA uh, is done with their investigation. I'm with you. If they come away saying, "Okay, we're good with it," I'm fine. If they raise a flag in any way, shape, or form. That's when I sit up and listen a little bit closer to see what their findings are. With you. With you. Hey, by the way, uh, Chris makes a good point here. Uh, Daz is in the danger zone. Apparently, he's driving away from his area where he lives. So, you know, yeah. Prayers with best, him. Prayers best wishes. With him. Yeah, yeah man. for sure. 100%. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, got just err on the side of caution, man. It is, it, it is no joke. You know, I, I, I wanna st- I'm going to get away from what we're talking about yeah. for just a minute because we started this show April 18th. And we have built a consistent following of of people who we see in our chat every day. And when I listen to a lot of their chats and I look at a lot of their comments, man, they've become somewhat of a small family. You know, they talk about doing fantasy football together, stuff like that. They ask each other how their day is going and stuff like that. Uh, When there's concern, like uh, one guy um, lost uh, family members, everybody reached out to him in a chat. Um, and, and I like that, you know, you know, some people jump in and make comments that you shouldn't make other people. They question what we do and what we say. That's all right. That's what conversation and debate is all about. You know, I love a good, strong conversation and debate. We don't have to sit here and agree about everything. You know, you have your opinions. We have ours individually and collectively. But I like the fact that most people that are in here, Rob, are a group of people that have become family. And, if, and the thing is, they're from different parts of the country. They're not all just from one region. You know, you got some from California, some from the East Coast, some from Midwest. And, and I like the fact that there's certain people when we when we lock on to the show every day, we know they're going to be there. Oh, Rob is going through computer issues again. Wow. This is not this is not just D-Gun. D-Gun is computer issues. All right. You know, um, Rob, hopefully we can get his computer issues ironed I'm out. I'm back. <laughs> Xander, what the heck are you doing, man? I don't know what's going on with Rob, man. He's he's trying to get in and out. I have like two different Robs in the green room right now. I don't know what's going on. The Wi-Fi is is striking on us. But you but you heard what I but you heard what I said a few moments ago. Uh, since the inception of this show, Sports Take, we've built a, a consistent following of people, oh, and, a, and a lot of new people join us on a daily basis, which we truly appreciate. And uh, but I, but I made the point of the fact that. That, 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 a, that a contingent of these people have become like friends, like family. You know, they reach out to each other daily, ask each other how your day is going. You yeah, know, I we got like Chris. I, know, I feel Hawaii. like I know half these people. Yeah, you know, like Chris, <laughs> and, and, you know, G Meta, Daz yeah. Deal. You know, these are people that are here every day. 
and you get to know them. And yeah, they take the shots at it. And a lot of times I have to bite my lip because a lot of the comments are funny. Um, G Meta says, I hate everyone here. Okay. No, you don't. We know you don't. You can say whatever you want, but we know you don't. We know you got the West Coast love going, you know. Hi. Uh, but it's funny. That's okay. I don't know what's going on. What happened? What did I miss? Somebody's saying I was talking to Xander about uh, what G. I, I, I put, I, I don't know if you heard my whole comment about there's a contingent of people here that really they become like friends and family. You know, yeah, they, talk, sure. they ask each other. Agreed. And then G Meta just put up, I hate everyone here, which we know you don't. <laughs> we know that West Coast love um, is, yeah, I know G Meta. I got you, uh-huh. you know. But, you know, I like the fact that, you know, I can't remember who it was. Somebody lost family members early in the year and everybody on here reached out to them. You know, yeah, we, we talked we about a nice little fantasy. family here. I, yeah, I we look at it that way. You know, and hopefully the family continues to grow by hundreds and thousands. And you know, and like I said, they don't have to agree with us, you know, in, in, in what we do. Um, their opinions are their opinions. We have our opinions. I love the debates, and we incorporate a lot of what they're saying a lot of times, but I love how it's growing, how we've grown. And I knew it would, me, you and Barrett, and, and I knew it would, but it's nice to see yeah, the loyal the loyal people that we have in here as well. I agree. And we look, we do appreciate everybody, man. That is for sure. Uh, everybody, you know, in the way the channel is growing, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, Across exponentially, it really is Jeez. in an amazing yeah. way. And, and that's a lot faster of, than I thought it would. Same. And that's because of all of our all of our friends out there that are that are streaming, that are listening, that are in the chat section. We, so we and, appreciate I'm, and I'm only here because of Rob Ellis. If Rob wasn't here, I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't Checks do in it. the mail. Feelings mutual, my man. I appreciate Make sure it. there's Five zeros behind that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, stay on the NFL <laughs> theme here. Trent, this is a big one for the Niners, Derek. Trent Williams, high ankle, looking like he's going to be missing time. That is a huge loss of their left tackle for a a non-mobile Jimmy G. Not a good sign for a one and two team. Uh, that is bad. That is worse. Yeah, it is, but here's the one thing about the 49ers. They may not have the most talent, but they have one of the grittiest teams out mm. there. And when you play for the 49ers, your mental toughness is, is tested every day. If you can't, if you can't stand up to the standards of what the 49ers are on both sides of the football, then you're not going to play for the 49ers. Now, whoever they put in there may not be Trent Williams. They'll be able to hold their own. It won't be a situation um, like Washington um, or some of these other teams out there that when they lose a frontline talent, it's going to be a severe drop off. Yeah. Whoever is in there for the 49ers, they will be able to roll up their sleeves, go to work, and play the kind of mental tough football game that you expected to play for the 49ers. I agree. I agree. Well yeah. said. Uh, this one is well uh, a big one, and there may be surgery involved. Mac Jones, Ooh. bad high ankle sprain. Yeah. Now, they have that thing, Derek, um, called like the, the, the tightrope surgery yeah. that yeah. you get on your ankle. I, I think Tua actually got it when he was at Bama. Which speeds up a high ankle recovery, um, but still, mm. you know, you, I think it's Brian Hoyer. Um, you're still going to probably miss three to five games. Yeah. That's a significant portion of their schedule, especially for a team that's one and two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not good. Anytime, they, you know, high ankle sprain, anytime they say high ankle sprain, it automatically means one or two things. Number one, there's a tendon tear somewhere, or number two, there's a bone issue somewhere when mm-hmm. you're talking about high ankle sprain, which ultimately leads to a surgery. And even though modern technology is advanced to the point where you can get guys back on the field now with that type of injury sooner than later, sooner is still anywhere from, depending on your healing process, anywhere from two to four to five, maybe even six games, depending on the person and where the actual sprain is located. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, agreed. And, and, and that's that's the last thing that they can afford. And I, I'm telling you, Gunner, my theory is he got away with this for years with Brady, just yeah, sort of yeah. giving him not the greatest receiving core, and he right. turned those guys into, into phenomenal players. And he tried to do it with Mac Jones. You got to get the guy real receivers, man. There's only one yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. And, you know, obviously, um, they, I'm sure the, the, the Patriots organization was smart enough to realize that when you lose pr- arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, that you're going to take some growing pains. And, you know, th- they try, they're trying to mold Mac Jones in the image of a Tom Brady the way he gets rid of the ball, the short passing game, you know, dink and dunk your way down the field. But, but, but Mac Jones is not Tom Brady, you yes. know. Um, and who knows? He could develop into something close later in his career. You know, I think you brought up an excellent point. When you look at the history of what Tom Brady did with the Patriots, very seldom did he have top-notch receivers. He had Randy, he had Randy Moss there for a brief time. He had some time. other names, but for the most part, it's a collection of receivers who he made better than what they were anywhere else that they went. You know, and the system there was second to none in the National Football League in terms of the type of player they brought in. The fact that they didn't care about draft picks, they wanted proven players. They gave up they would they would give up every draft pick if they got a, a Pro Bowl player from somewhere else. Yep. A player that fit in their system. And then you look at the collection of coaches they had through the years. Guys who have gone on, not had a great measure of success as head coaches in the National Football League, but they were a great collection together in that Patriots organization. In terms, you know, from yeah, Romeo Cornell's, Vrabels, all these guys, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so on and so forth. I don't think it'll ever be duplicated again. The Rams are trying to emulate it. They've done it for one year to win a Super Bowl, but that you got to sustain that over a period of time. Patriots showed you we did it over a span of, of more than a decade. Now let's see somebody else try to equal it. I don't know yeah. if anybody else can. Now, good luck. All right, let's dive into pleasant surprises and disappointments. Ah. Uh-huh. Right? Let's start on the positive note. Let's right. do that. Let, let's okay. uh, you, you give me a few of the teams for you that you say, "Wow, okay, all right." Didn't didn't expect this, but nice. Okay. All right, we're not going to include the Eagles because we talk about the Eagles so Obviously. much. Yep. All right, but three teams that come to mind, and I have, I have six teams on my list, but I'll give you three right off the bat. Okay. I have to start with Miami. Um, what Miami was able to do in the last two weeks against the likes of Baltimore and Buffalo showed me a lot about that team, and it's not just about Tua. Miami went out, spent a lot of money on both sides of the football, and it has paid off tremendously. They brought in a new head coach, this this Mike McDaniel's, who uh, who Baldy gave us, uh, who shed a lot of light on in terms of him just being a football junkie. When you look at him, he looks like the computer nerd, you know. But this guy, in terms of you know point counterpoint, yeah, um, is unbelievable. Uh, look at Cleveland. We all thought Cleveland was going to fall off a cliff. You know, but Jacoby Brissett has played good, efficient football. That running game and that offensive line and mowing people down. The defense has played well. They're two mm-hmm. and one right now. Yeah. And the other team has to be Jacksonville. Yep. You know, Jacksonville, last two games, Jacksonville has played the Colts. They played the Chargers. They've held both of those teams to a combined 10 points. Now, I understand Justin Herbert is hurt, yeah. but my, my if you step out on the football field, it means you're well enough to play. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand it's the ribs. The cartilage and the throwing motion and all that is, is affected. But if that's the case, you shouldn't have had them on the football field. And you've held those two teams, Jacksonville, which was a mess last year, but an infusion of a new head coach, 
key personnel on both sides of the football, a great draft. You know, they've got a start cornerstone in that defense now, Devin Lloyd, for years to come. And they're playing, they're balling out right now. So those are the first three that came to mind for me. What about you? Yeah, great choices. I I, I would concur with all the ones you said. I would throw the Giants in there. I don't think it's, I think it's a little fool's gold. I don't buy them, but I certainly didn't anticipate they would win their first two games. And I think this is more of a not this year long-term picture once he gets a quarterback and an offensive line in there. Dable's got that going, man. He's, he, you know, Saquon Barkley, I think is back to being himself, which is huge. For them, they still need some help on the outside. You know, that's for sure. But their defense is better than I anticipated. Like, that's why they're able to somehow stay in these games, Derek, is that yes. defense has done a pretty nice job for them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I would throw them in there as, as far as pleasant surprises. Um, I got one more. I got, I got two more pleasant surprises. Okay. Dallas and Detroit. Now, Detroit's one and two. Yeah. But Detroit is a much more uh, exciting team to watch. They're scrapping tooth and nail. You know, and they're going to win some ball games. I think Detroit's going to have a winning record this year. Now, by that, it could be nine and eight. Mm-hmm. But I think Detroit's good enough right now. They lost Tracy, uh, Tracy Taylor, uh, the, the, Walker. The, uh, Tracy Walker, yep. unfortunately, to Achilles injury. But I think Detroit, man, um, I, I love what Dan Campbell has done with that team. Um, and Dallas, uh, you can hate Dallas all you want, mm-hmm. but Dallas's defense is is good. They're fast. Michael Parsons, we don't have to talk about him. And, and, and with Cooper Rush running that offense now, this kid named Noah Brown, and I've been talking about for weeks, is starting yeah, to get his always, shine. You've been, been high on him. He's, he's Man, a good player. He's getting his shine now. Uh, so Dallas is 2-1 and one right now, um, I think, is one of the surprise teams as well, without yeah, I, without Dak at the helm. I would agree. And I think Detroit – like, I think Campbell is the answer in Detroit. Like, I think they got the right guy. Yes. Yep. And, and I'll tell you what's really been amazing – Jared Goff's really turned it around, man. Oh, my goodness. You know, how many of us, and I'm including me, we all wrote him off and he's just going to go there to die. He kind of answered the bell. I I give him a lot of props. Yeah, he had a lot of issues last year, you know. But uh, this year so far, I'm telling you, he's slinging it with the best of them, man. He's putting it on the money. He's giving his team a chance to win. Um, He's getting rid of the ball in in, in quick amount of uh, time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like watching Detroit. Unfortunately, they're in the NFC North. But I like watching them. Yeah, yeah, they're playing good ball right now. That's for sure. All right, uh, let's go disappointments. And there's like certainly a bunch to hit here for sure. But I got to start with the Raiders here, Derek. I mean, our, our partner Barrett thought they would win the AFC West. And I'm not, you know, dumping on Barrett here. But I, I right. thought they'd be a playoff team or push for a playoffs. And to be 0-3 right now, and I know the three losses are combined 13 points. Yes. But that just shows me you can't finish. You have no idea how to finish. No. You add Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones to a, a pretty decent roster already. I, I mean, you know, their offensive line's a mess. Carr hasn't played particularly well. They're not re- – I know he had a touchdown, but they're not really getting Devontae Adams as involved as he should be or as he needs to be in this offense. There's a lot of issues there, man, and you're in a really tough division. Well, that's why, you know, Barrett looked at me side-eyed when we were talking about teams this summer, and I've said I've never been a big Derek Carr fan. Yeah, he puts up decent numbers, but I need to see him win big games, and I need to be—I need to see him be more consistent. You know, he'll have three or four good games, and all of a sudden he bottoms out for a couple of games. And I've never been—but you're right. There's no excuse for the Raiders being zero and three right now. Yeah, just way too much talent there. Uh, and again, digging out of a massive hole. All right, Bengals at one and two. Now yep. they bounced back last week, and maybe that's the springboard for this. And 
this comes down to one simple issue for me. It's protection of Burrow. And if you yes. don't get that cleaned up, it's not going to matter. And we know the history, Derek, of teams that lose the Super Bowl. It's always a tough one the next year. And a lot of times they don't even make the playoffs. And and Cincinnati's too good for that to be the case. But they got to get it start get it together really, really quick here. This man has already been sacked 15 times in three games. Oh. He's on pace to surpass getting sacked 50 times from last year. And I don't even know how many – I haven't seen the numbers yet on how many hits he's taken in three in those three games. Yeah. You know, th- those those numbers to me in a lot of ways are bigger than the actual sack total mm-hmm. because you're basically beating a, beating a quarterback to a pulp even yeah. if you don't put him on the ground. Yeah. There's, there's too much talent. You spend way too much money on this offensive line. There's too much talent for this team to be held down. Now they're one and two. You're right. Winning that game over the Jets may be the springboard to get them going again. But as of right now, Cincinnati has been a huge disappointment in my eyes. All right. The next one, I'm going to go with the Chargers. And I know look, oh. they very easily could have won that Chiefs game, okay, Thursday night. But so what? They did. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. bottom line. And, and they're banged up now. They lose Rashawn Slater for the season, their left tackle. Herbert clearly is compromised with the ribs. It, you know, this may not be getting any better for them. They're they're in a tough spot right now. Uh, and and I, when I when I look at the Chargers, and, and Rob, you heard me say this time and time again, and, and for as long as I looked at the Chargers, especially when Phillip Rivers was there, when you think about the collection of talent he had around him then, they've never won anything. And it seems like every year for the last 10 years, their names are mentioned as a potential team to rise up and to do something, and they never do. Mm-hmm. And so that's why even when they added Khalil Mack to go with Bosa, and Herbert, to me, is one of the best young guns in the game today, I don't get too high on the charges. I'm always waiting to see with this team. I think when they're healthy, they have one of the best secondaries in the game. You know, um, For whatever reason, they don't get it together. I don't know what kind of dark cloud is hovering over that organization, but you're right. I agree. Right now, the Chargers have been a big disappointment to me. Yeah, they they would they would be my top three. I I, I, okay. I didn't expect anything from New England. I'm not that shocked no, they're one either. and two. No, I'm not no. that shocked the Titans are one and two or the Cardinals and the Saints. I just don't trust Jameis. You know, they're the Titans. You know, I didn't have high Steelers. I thought it would a lot of this would depend on Trubisky, right. but they lose Watt, which really hurt them. I, who else would you? Would anybody else you throw in there? Yeah, um, I did put Tennessee on my list, but um, the two teams that that really um, are, are, are on the list that jump out to me, I look at Denver. Denver's two and one. That offense is not clicking. Russell Wilson is not clicking with that offense yet. Yeah, um, he's he's sailing balls. Uh, they're not. I thought this would be at least a 27, 28 point uh, a game team. They're not that team yet. Mm-hmm. They couldn't score against Seattle. They could hardly score against the 49ers. It's, it's not there yet. And, you know, it, I, I believe it's going to pick up as Russell gets more acclimated in that offense. But they're 2-1, and one, but they're lucky to be 2-1. and one. They could have very easy, easily lost that game to the 49ers on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd have to say the Saints. I based it on the fact that I thought Jameis Winston under Pete Carmichael would be the Jameis who started out 14 touchdowns, three interceptions last year. And with that collection of talent on both sides of the football, plus with the addition of Chris Olave, mm-hmm. that they would be that much better. Alvin Kamara can't get it going. You know, the passing game st- sucks. James Winston has four touchdown passes and five interceptions already, mm-hmm. you know, through three games. 
He only had three picks in seven games before he got hurt last year. Damn. So, so New Orleans has been – they bamboozled me up to this point in three <laughs> games. Let's put it like that. I, I got okay. bamboozled by New Orleans. Okay. I would throw San Francisco in there. And and I, I certainly – this is not a write-off, but I and because right. I think they will turn it around. But one and two is one and two yep. for a team that, that you know, has high expectations. Yep. This is a – you you kept Jimmy G around as an insurance policy smartly, yeah, because you feel like you're a Super Bowl contending team. So they need to get going here too. They started off slow last year, also. Yeah, fair. they did. And I hate yeah. to say it, but Jimmy G cost them the game by stepping out of bounds. They might have won that game 10-9. Yeah. The way their defense was playing, I don't think I don't think the Broncos were going to go down the field and score on them again. Yeah, that would have been a 10-9 ball game. But the safety was the difference in the game. But you're right. 49ers started out slow last year, as did Cincinnati. And they both, you know, they'll turn it around. I expect them to be there at the end. Yeah. I would say, like, of the teams that are really uh, starting off slow, I think the the Niners, yep. in terms of in terms of opportunity to get together here, I would yep. say the Niners. Bengals. Bengals, definitely. I'm not totally yep. writing the Raiders off yet. 0-3 is tough, but I'm not totally yep. writing them off. Um, Colts are kind of weird. Colts at 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Yeah. I, I still – I still think Frank Reich's a good coach. I just don't know how much is left in the tank for Ryan. Um, and he doesn't have great weapons in fairness to him. So no, they're no. kind of – they're on that in-between for me. They won that game on the strength of their defense. Yep. Um, anytime you hold the Chiefs to 17 points, you more than done your job. The offense only put up something like 259 yards of offense. You're not going to win many games in the National Football League with 259 yards of offense. But you're right. The Colts is this, are, are this weird team. Um, I don't know what to make of them right now. I don't know if Ryan is a true fit. Um, he's handcuffed, obviously, because he doesn't have anywhere near the weapons he had during his tenure in Atlanta. Uh, no. You're talking about Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and all these guys, Muhammad Sanu in his day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what to make. I, I, think, I think the Colts have sent a message that you don't overlook us. We may not be the best team out there, but don't overlook us because we'll jump up and bite you in a given moment. Can it translate into them competing for the division title? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're uh, fortunate uh, that that's not a great division. I mean, no, I, I, we've no. talked about how much how improved Jacksonville is, but absolutely, it's the Colts, it's Tennessee, it's Houston. So yeah. if there's a division you could do it, that's a division, you know, that was probably yeah. most favorable of, of yeah. any of the divisions, really. Yeah, no question. Mm. All right, so when we come back, uh, a little open talk. We'll talk some James Harden. We'll talk some Kyrie Irving. We got some good birthdays and all kinds of good stuff in store for a couple movies on this date as well. Hopefully my internet holds up. You don't want to go anywhere. (laughs) Derek Gunn and Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network, D Gun, R Ellis. All right, uh, interesting, Derek. Yesterday at Media Day for the Sixers, they're now down in uh, Charleston, where the Citadel is. That's where they're having training camp for a week. But James Harden uh, yesterday said he went through some really dark moments uh, the last few years. He couldn't get healthy. He wasn't sure where he was going to end up, situation wise, mm-hmm. contract, all those kind of things. And he said he got to a kind of a dark place, which he had never been to in his, you know, basketball life or life in general. You know, just being open and honest about where things were. Yeah. Okay. He called it a dark time. Um, I I don't know if I would look at it as a dark time. You know, um, you know you're going to play for somebody because you're James Harden. You know you're going to make unbelievable money, minimum thirty five million a year wherever you play. Yeah. I would say maybe unsettling. Um contentious time i don't know if i would call it dark you know it dark to me is different if i found out i had a a health issue yeah and i couldn't play anymore uh, i guess we all look at things in different perspectives but you know if that's what he wants to call and that's how he felt about it some some people some of us as we know we take things more to heart than others mm-hmm. if i was in a situation like that for me it would have been like look i got my money somebody's gonna call me i'm gonna have a pick of teams to choose from to where i want to go you know, if I have a family, my family, hey, you guys can stay here since we're established here or we have to uproot and move. You know, it's either or. It's a business decision, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went to Brooklyn, didn't work out there. Now he's in Philadelphia, you know. But, you know, 
good for you know now he's where he wants to be at this stage of his life and hopefully he can just focus on playing basketball yeah and he made it a point to talk about how much better shape he's in he yeah. was healthy uh, this offseason therefore he could do the kind of workouts that he needed he does a lot of hill work when he feels good yep. so he was doing that he was lifting he lost weight look if he's ever set up at this point in his career Derek to succeed and sort of look similar to what he used to be it's now yep. I mean, this yep. is, it's not going to get any better than this, you know, from a health perspective, right. he's in a happy place where he wants to be with Embiid, with uh PJ Tucker, with Maury. Yep. It, it, you know, it's there. We, we, we all, the three of us had this debate yesterday. Like I don't, I'm not writing the Sixers off, but until proven otherwise, I, I, I still have them behind Boston. I still have them behind uh, Milwaukee. I still have them behind Miami. I, I you know who's going to be nasty? Cleveland that we don't talk about. We, I know. We mentioned it a, a, a while back, but you're right. People don't talk about Cleveland, but I think Cleveland is going to be a team you have to contend with. I don't know if they're good enough to go all the way, you know, especially when you talk about Sixers, Milwaukee. And, and let us not forget, my, you know, Miami. You know, Miami lost P.J. Tucker, but Miami still has a pretty solid nucleus. Yeah, they, do. they still have the same head coach. I mean, this team went to the conference finals, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I, I don't count out Miami as well. Yeah, I don't either. I don't, you know, the, 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 one of the things that's going to be interesting to see is with Boston losing their coach, at right. least for the year. Right, right. You know, what's that toll? You know, the, the, the guy who's taking over is like 35. He's a younger yeah. dude, Mazzola. Yeah. Um, that I just don't, we don't know. We don't know how he's going to coach. We don't know how he's going to respond to situations in game, that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Absolutely. Yep. So that's one to just keep your eye on uh, as far as Boston goes. Speaking of, a former Celtic, Kyrie Irving, says, you, you know, he turned down $100 million not to get vaccinated, no regrets, all this other stuff. I, it's a lot of money, man. Um, you know, he, he it was weird. I listened to a lot of he and Kevin Durant yesterday, and, and n- neither really uh, showed any kind of uh, remorse for the way they handle things in the offseason. Brooklyn could either be really good or that's going to go up in flames. Like there, there's, I don't think there's any middle ground there with them. Yeah, you know, I want to mention the vaccination for just a moment, yeah. um, because I've said this before. You know, it has been a real uh, tense issue since we uh, since the, the since the inception of COVID. There are a lot of people, athletes alike, who have stood their ground that they are not putting that in their bodies because it was developed too quickly, and we don't know what the long term effects could be. I respect you if you get the vaccine, if you feel that it's what you need to protect yourself and your family. When you consider the millions of people around the globe that have died from this thing, if you have genuine concerns about putting something in your body, because history in this country has shown when 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 our, when our country pushes one thing, it's good for you. All of a sudden, five years later, further studies have shown it can cause this, it can cause that, or vice versa. Something that was bad for you, years ago is now okay for you to do. I understand us having reservations and questions about it. For Kyrie Irving to turn down $100 million to stand on his principles, I applaud him for that. You know, I really do. If he feels that he is not putting it in his body uh, for whatever the case may be and turn it, like you said, you said that's a lot of money, man, to turn down. That's money you're never going to see again. Well, my my issue with him isn't isn't even specific to the vaccine. Uh, although everything kind of ties into each other. I understand that. But my, sure. my point is there's too many other occasions where he just kind of checks out and, and nobody true. really knows what's going what, like, Oh, he's out for two weeks. It's true. Something upset him. Like, like, come on, yeah. man. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to things, but you and I know very well 
we not, may not be 100% every single day, but you right. got to show up for work. You got to show up, bro. That's, so he can just up. not show up. And again, I'm not relating it specific to the vaccination thing. And just, yeah, when Kyrie didn't really let us know what's happening, but he's not here. Like, come on, man. Like, be a pro, be a teammate. That's my biggest issue with him in general. When you're in a high-profile position, okay, if, if you're medically enabled to play, that's one thing. But if it's something minute, you have no excuse for not being out there with your teammates trying to win. The bottom line is whoever you play for in any sport, you want to win. You want to yeah. be recognized for your accomplishments, right? you know, individually and collectively. So if it's anything other than something disastrous or devastating, um, you need to be out there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. All right, let's do some birthdays, man. We got we got some pretty decent ones today. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is fifty, yeah, the actress. Yeah. Okay, been around. I for love a long her time. versatility as an actress. You know, she won an Academy Award for Shakespeare in Love. Uh, she can be she can be the serious actress, and then you see her in the Iron Man series. Yeah, you know, yeah, or shallow, I, I, shallow hell. Something uh, like yeah, that. she's willing to kind of have yes. do some fun stuff. I like yeah. that. I'm with yeah. you. Good point. Lil Wayne, your guy, Lil Wayne is 40. Not that little yeah, anymore. He, he's almost big Wayne now. He's medium Wayne. How much longer can he go through life being called Lil Wayne? Yeah, can you be like 60 something and be Lil? I don't know if you can no, do it. No. it might, now might he just, might be short in stature, but by the end, you're Wayne. Maybe he's just Wayne. Yeah. Plus, he's a he's a huge Packers fan, so I can't be against him. Is he a Packer? Okay. He's okay. A, you you'll see him all the time wearing his green and gold. Okay. Uh yeah. Avril Levine, the singer, is 38 yes. years old. Uh, been around since she was mad like a teenager. Did you know? Time. Did you know that her album called "Let Let Go," the best-selling album of the 21st century by a Canadian artist? I did not know. Go See, I'm here to fill in the blanks, man. Yeah, that that is some deep trivia See? right there, Gunner. Yes. Nice work out of you. I'm proud <laughs> of you. Okay. <laughs> um, Steve Kerr, uh, the Golden State Warriors coach, 57 years old. Steve Kerr. The- there are people that envy Steve Kerr and there are people that hate Steve Kerr because of one ring, one reason. The man has nine rings. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's pushing five Phil Jackson. Player. Yeah. Dude, yeah. five is the player, four is the head coach of Golden State. Some players can play 20 years and never get yeah. – sniff the NBA finals. Yeah. This man stumbled across – Five a uh, nine rings for being well, in the right. My thing is, you record. can't luck into nine. Like you may luck into one or two. He had some big shots in those games when he was a player. Now it's yeah. nice having Michael Jordan on your team. Don't get me oh, wrong. Good. Okay, oh, dude, you know, that and, collection of players he's playing with, and it's nice me? coaching. You know, Steph Curry. I mean, and, you know, come on, man. Uh, come I'm on. not. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. Okay, come on, man. Um, but you're right. I hear you. But I, I give him. He looks like he's forty something. He's, yeah, he he's fifty seven. Uh, Simona Halep, the tennis player, 31 years old. Yep. She's a pretty decent player. Doesn't, doesn't get a lot of acclaim, but pretty good. Yep. Uh, Meatloaf, RIP. Yeah. Yep. He was born this day in 1947. He just, I think he passed last year. Jeez. Yeah. He would have been 75 meatloaf. Wow. Meat, the meatloaf would have been well done at that point. Yeah. If it was meatloaf. in the oven. Yeah. 75. Wow. 75. Samuel Adams, of course, one of our forefathers. Well, I thought uh, you meant the beer you like to drink. And the beer, I do enjoy Sam Adams. I'm not opposed. Uh, 1722, he was born. Wilford Brimley. Yes. Who, uh, my favorite role, he plays Pops. Pops, the manager in The Natural. Okay. With Robert Redford. Well, Gunner, here's uh, the craziest thing about that. You ready for this? What? So when they filmed The Natural, which was 1984, okay? Right, right. At that point, he was 50, Okay. He right. was three years older than Redford. Redford looked like he was 30 years younger than him. 
Okay. I mean, he was only 50. He looked like he was 75 in 1984. That's, that's crazy. Right. Crazy. You know, Wilford Brimley, you know what is, and you look at the collection of movies he's been in cocoon, uh, the China syndrome, the thing brew Baker. Yeah. I remember him more, you know, for years, he was the commercial face of Quaker Oats. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is he that is perfect casting, by the way. He, he, look, the he looks like a farmer. He looks like yes. that guy who would have been, you know, eating his yes. oats. Yes. He's believable and credible when it came to Quaker Oats. Agreed. Agreed. It's, oh my goodness. Yeah. Perfect casting. Perfect. Um Don Cornelius of Soul Train fame. Oh, one of my favorites. Was born in 19 passed away, but born, born in 1936. So you can bet your last dollar it's all going to be a stone gas holler. I'm Don Cornelius. And as always, we in party, we wish you love, peace, and soul. My man, my man was smooth. My man go. was there you smooth, go. man. Don Cornelius. Yes. Uh, who else did I have? Sean Cassidy, the brother of uh, David yep. Cassidy, 64 yep. years old, uh, okay. uh, born on uh, this day. William Conrad, the actor who played Cannon. Yep. Was born in 1920. Jeez. 1920? <laughs> yeah, he would have been 102. Jeez. Good old cannon. Yeah, the oh cannon ball would have gone off. Uh, Mike Schmidt. Schmitty, the great yes. Michael Jack Schmidt. I'm surprised well, you didn't start off with that one. I, I know. I wanted to wait for the best for last, but wow. he is 73 years old, is Michael Schmidt. All right, so that's that's all I had birthdays. Got two movies. You got any more birthdays? Let's see. Birthdays, I have uh, Anna Camp. She's 40 years old. She was in... Pitch Perfect, Perfect One and Two. Okay. And, of course, uh, one of the series I used to watch on HBO all the time, True Blood. She was in okay. that for a number of years. Yep. And then Dion Lewis, uh, drafted by the Eagles in the fifth round, 2011. Had a nice career. Nice yeah, career. he did. He only yeah. played two years here, but he went on to – who did he play with? He played with, oh, Cleveland, Indy, New England. Tennessee, and the Giants. And in New England was his best year, 2017, 896 yards rushing, Five touchdowns, the average five yards a carry. Yep. Uh, he had a good career. Out of yeah. pit, I believe, was Deion Lewis. Yes, he uh, went to pit. Yep. Yeah. A couple movies. Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, hmm, 2002. Okay. The hmm. Last King of Scotland uh, with Forrest Great Whitaker. Movie. Great movie. That guy is a great – anything he's in, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like, yes. he, I love that dude as an actor. You got to – what do you have? What else do you have? That's, that's it. That's all I had. I had those wow. two. I was like, that's it. Oh. I looked at the other movies and I went, yeah, or I, I went. I movies are very yeah, hit. Yeah. You can usually find a couple decent birthdays. Movies yeah, are yeah. very yeah, hit yeah, You know, yeah. that's for sure. Because there are a lot of movies that I saw, I wouldn't consider them movies I want to talk about. You know Same. what I mean? Same. Yeah, yep, yeah, I so. agree. All right, so tomorrow, Derek, we really start to turn the page into the Jags. Yes. We're, we're going to dig into them a little bit more and just how you're doing this thing and – how they're how they've gotten this thing turned around and, and what the keys are in this game, what some of the key matchups are going to be. That's what Wednesday's always sort of the flip the uh flip the script day a little bit from the uh from the other game into that. So we'll do that. Right. Phillies are in Chicago. We just we talked to T Mac a little bit earlier. By the way, just a reminder again, we had Mike Quick today, Tom McCarthy today. You go to Jacobsports.com, you can check out the, the full interviews if you missed any of it or any portions of the show, just go there or you go to Jacob Sports uh YouTube channel. You could always go back. The beauty of our show is it's not like just a radio show that if you missed it between 12 and three, you're, oh man, I missed it. No, you can listen to it at any time. Absolutely. Working out, driving home from work, all those, all that good stuff. So uh, we'll, like I said, we'll dig into that.
Did Rob freeze up again? All right, Xander, I guess I'll take it from here. Hey, everybody, we thank you for uh, joining us today, as always. Uh, can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're going to try to get some uh, go. We're going to try to go behind enemy lines before the week is over, bring in some people to cover the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, to get their perspective on this team and how they've been basically shocking people over the last couple of days. So for our producer, Xander Krause, for Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, who's in the witness protection program. I'm Derek Gunn. Coming up next, Dan Cilio, everybody's favorite, Big Dan. Until tomorrow. So long, everybody. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.